0: What is going on everyone welcome back to a very special episode of pixel splitters your absolute favorite conversation podcast where we dive into the entertainment tv and movie news over the last seven days as always we are your two hosts my name is josh
1: and my name is willis
0: and like i just said we have a very special episode of pixel splitters for you guys today oh
1: yeah it's megapixels yeah. y'all
0: it is our second Megapixels episode. Um, for those of you who don't know, Megapixels is when we kind of just go off the beaten path and we have a specific topic we want to dive into full force. And today yes. is one of those days because... Today. Spider-Man No Way Spider-Man. Home is... Wait, is it out today? Out, no, no, no. Out it's today. It's out today? Oh my well, God. Well, we
1: we post this on Thursdays, which will be yes. the 16th. Uh, yes. <laughs> and... Some of you out there have already seen Spider-Man No Way Home. No Far spoilers. From it. No, way no home. spoilers. Damn it. Whatever it is. I was I was right <laughs> and then I blew it. It's
0: okay. They're making it hard on us. <laughs> uh
1: so yeah, in honor of uh Spider-Man No Way Home, we are gonna run well, sorry, Josh, you go. I stole your opening here.
0: Oh, that's that's fine, man. I don't I don't care. Um well right, yeah. Fine.
1: Well then in order <laughs> Uh, in, honor of, in honor of Spider-Man No Way Home, we are counting down our top and bottom five superhero movies of all time. Uh, not of all time. Not of all time. Oh, I'm See, I, I took it away, and now I don't even know the rules. It's okay, man. So, not of all time, <laughs> because there are a lot of superhero movies out there. We're talking about the modern era, and we're talking about post-1999. Basically... Yes. The era that started with uh, Spider-Man and X-Men back in 2000.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Anything from there on is game Mm -hmm. except for one movie, and that is The Dark Knight. Yes. Because The Dark Knight would obviously be... I don't want to say obviously because people hate on The Dark Knight, but those people are yeah, fools. Yeah, those people are absolute and idiots. Yeah. The Dark Knight would easily probably be number one on my list, probably be number one on Josh's list. Yeah. And that's no fun. No. So there's a big X through The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other movie is game. Yes. Uh,
0: Although I didn't we say that neither of us had seen Catwoman and neither of us were going to
1: see Catwoman? That's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so technically. And this is, we should, one further qualifier here. This is our... Top five favorites. This is not greatest films ever made. This is no. not quality cinema versus trash cinema. This is you know what five movies I really love. Yeah. And you know what five <laughs> movies I really freaking hate. Yes. So that being said, we're not doing any uh any content consumed this week because I think no. it's safe to say both of us have just consumed a shit ton of uh superhero movies yeah. in preparation
0: definitely you'll know what we've consumed after we tell you your our lists. so
1: yes
0: (laughs) yes and one more one more little aspect here is our recommendation this week is is actually going to come in the form of our runner-up for best so yes yeah just so we're not throwing any weird curveballs in there at the end oh uh, you know we're talking about superheroes my and then (laughs) my recommendation is uh you know gladiator or something (laughs) yeah
1: Tron and Gladiator, our go-to movies, everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into the episode. Superhero
1: <laughs> movies in their own right.
0: Yes, it's true. Uh, but yes, hey. let's,
1: let's get to it.
0: We are going to start with our top five least favorites here, going from five down to one, and we're going to go back and forth. So I do one, he does one, just like we did the last list that we've done. And we are going to start off with our runner-up for worst here. So Willis, what is your runner-up for worst superhero so, movies?
1: Runner-up for worst. This marks the most liked one, I guess you would say, of our bottom <laughs> five here. At mine, I'm going to start off strong here. I'm starting off with 2003's Daredevil. Nice. Uh, nice. The, not not the Netflix series. The Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, Colin Farrell, Michael Clark Duncan, John Favreau film (laughs) thing that exists
0: project. Yeah. Experiment. Um,
1: Yeah. So that's my number six. I have, I think I've told you before, I have a very special relationship with this movie in that I through no fault of my own saw it four times in cinemas. Yeah. (laughs) Tweet at me if you want to hear that story.
0: Single handedly, Willis gave the studios more money than (laughs) any other single person on the planet.
1: It's true. (laughs) Uh, I think I bought the DVD at one point too because I was oh, like, oh, well, I saw this movie four times in cinema. God,
0: so. <laughs> it has to be good, right? <laughs> ah. Wow.
1: Of all the movies I'm about to say, I like this one the most. Wow. Until we get to the top. Five. But so without going any deeper into Daredevil, uh, Josh, what is your bottom five runner up?
0: So my bottom five runner up. Is a little bit more contemporary and it is Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman or Batman V Superman from I don't know 2015 I believe 2015
1: 2014 so so close (sighs) to being my runner-up it was that one or Daredevil I had both of them written down
0: same (laughs) dude no
1: what if we have the same list
0: I (laughs) guarantee you we're not gonna have the same bottom list here (laughs) that's
1: true that's true
0: um I mean, what is there to say about this movie? It's not good. And the fact that it's coming after a not awful Man of Steel movie just baffles me. I mean, we're yeah, not going too far into it, but I have a lot less patience with these movies because they have $150 million budgets and they have real Mm -hmm. people working on them. And there's no excuse for making a movie that is so stupid, boring, and convoluted that I'm just never going to watch it again. Yes. So Batman v Superman is not worth watching, and that is why uh, it is my runner-up for worst.
1: <laughs> today, in my in my hunt to watch movies, I watched the Batman versus Superman scene from Batman versus Superman, and it's just not a. It's like six minutes long, yeah, and B it's just like they throw each other places. Like I also yeah. Like- in brief watched the airport scene from captain America, civil war and yeah. the end game scene. And like yeah. all this stuff that's like, you're pulled into <laughs> it. And then here's two major, major superheroes full force going at it. And you're like, Oh yeah. Kryptonia. Right. Or Krypton. Kry- Krypton. Yeah. Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's the same shit that they did with Zod and, and no, Superman. Kryptonite. And the f-
1: Kryptonite. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Oh, Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> But yeah, oh dear, it's 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 a bad movie. It's a bad movie, guys.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Oh wow. Okay, this is gonna go very very well. Um, so <laughs> I'm already
1: having fun. Number five, Willis. Number worst. five. My number five worst film is. <laughs> This is so ridiculous. I'm like, even thinking about these movies, it's just absurd. Uh, is to, this is on a list I've made now in my life. Uh, oh, man. Is 2007's Ghost Rider with Nicholas Let's go!
0: Bench,
1: also directed by Mark Steven Johnson, who directed Daredevil.
0: Oh, big shocker there.
1: So he did Daredevil <laughs> and then got another superhero franchise a few years later. That he also drove completely into the ground. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I, it like... And there's, like, an interesting thing that going on here that we'll get into at some point in this. But, like, 2007 is kind of... I would say... I would say, like, Daredevil to, to Ghost Rider is, like, a, a very specific period of, of time in the superhero business. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, Ghost Rider uh, starring Nicolas Cage and Ava Mendez. And just... Corny, poorly yeah. written, also written by Mark Steven Johnson. Um quips that aren't really quips and aren't really funny.
0: And it's entire scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage being like, Oh, hey, Nick Cage, playing like a demon. And He's Nick like, Cage is okay. playing, going, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll go method
0: um, on this one. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will give prop some props. The the CG is not terrible in it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially compared to some other things that we'll talk about in the next few minutes. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, ghost rider. And I will say this did not make my list, but ghost rider, um, was it spirit of vengeance? Spirit of vengeance. (laughs) I don't know. Like that. I even have seen all of that all the way through. Um, ghost rider is the one with, uh, Sam Elliott as the caretaker. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the most pointless scene at the end. I guess, is it safe to say like spoilers for all of this? Oh, um, actually that's something. Everyone,
0: yeah, definitely spoilers. We're not, we're spoiler Is alert everyone for okay everything. if I
1: spoil 2007's <laughs> Ghost Rider?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so <laughs> Sam Elliott Holy plays shit. the caretaker who ends up being the prior Ghost Rider who rode a horse instead of a motorcycle.
0: Perfect. At the end of it, horse. they're just
1: like, the end of it they're just like oh i think i got one last ride in me and like they both turn to ghost riders this is a badass moment and it serves absolutely no purpose for the rest of them like then they get to the place he's like well i'm done and he oh wanders away and you're like okay yeah oh my so, God. <laughs> not streaming anywhere anymore i streamed this somewhere and then i went to rewatch some parts of it today and uh it's gone so gone forever pay for it pay for it if you want to see Nicholas Cage as a motorcycle daredevil um hey boom there we go. yeah Josh don't, what don't is pay for it your, what is your number five wow hard
0: to follow that one up
1: uh is it Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance
0: it's not Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance um <laughs> My number five is an X-Men film, which there are a few that could go on this list, Um, but I chose Mm -hmm. to do one that was a little more recent, and that is uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, which Mm -hmm. is from 2019, so it's literally only a couple years old, directed by Simon Kinsberg. Mm -hmm. The reason that this made my list and The Last Stand didn't make my list is because they had an opportunity with this already. They had... Not a big opportunity, but they had an opportunity to do this saga in cinematic form, Yeah, and they screwed it up. And at least with the original X-Men movies, there's a certain level of camp. There's a certain level of, like, you kind of have to suspend disbelief that they Mm -hmm. didn't carry over to the new ones. Like, you get into X-Men first class, you're like, oh, stakes are real. Like, this is real. This is a real movie. And so you get to Apocalypse and then you get to Dark Phoenix and you're like, what is happening here? This is one of the most uninspired movies I've ever seen in my whole life. It is so crazy how bland everything about this movie is, from the cinematography to even the score, the acting. It's just nobody seems like they want to be in this movie. Yeah. And you have A-listers across the board. I mean, there's not a single person in that movie that's not. It's a
1: full return to. Yeah. Yeah, it's And a I'm full like, cast.
0: Jennifer Lawrence is terrible, Fassbender's bad, James McAvoy is bad in a way that's not... Like, his acting is fine, but his character is bad. Like, there's just yeah. so many things about this movie that I just found no enjoyment in watching it. There... I don't even know where to begin. Jessica Chastain is in this movie. That's just no like, reason. what are you doing? And they gloss over that completely. It's like, like an some antagonist. Stick people. At this, like,
1: <laughs> well, we needed an antagonist at some point, so like.
0: So this lady, and their introduction is she's at a dinner party, and then aliens show up, and that's yeah. the introduction. And you're like, like we have do. no clue who this is. Yeah. We have no clue who these aliens are. It's, it's such a mess of a movie, and. I hope it doesn't deter the studios from doing the dark Phoenix kind of saga again, because it's really interesting, but they have not been able to nail it. And I do like Sophie Turner. I like her as an actor. Uh, I don't know. Oh,
1: okay. Just as an actor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was not good in this. That was okay. I was like, are you about to
1: defend (laughs) Sophie Turner in the dark Phoenix? Because that's, I will fight you on that. My good friend.
0: No, there's not a single performance that I can, really defend in this film but i i enjoy sophie turner i just she i don't think she has the chops for this type of character yet i think she's too new at this and man this movie is so depressing to end off you know the it it started strong with first class days of future past and then it just shit the bed really quick and the reason it's on here is because it had so much potential and they just screwed it up a second time and yeah. I just can't forgive anybody for that. One, that's a mistake. Two, you guys, come on. What are you doing now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not a mistake. Um, and also, Ty Sheridan, and you never see his eyes anymore. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he's always wearing goggles. Nice. Um, so, yes, that is my number five for worst. Um,
1: so, I will save us some suspense and say that my number four was also Dark Phoenix. Gotcha. And I actually, this was the last movie I've watched before recording this podcast. So it's very fresh in my mind. And it's the thing that I sort of, A, it's absurd. Like there's so many, there's so many things in this movie that are just like, let's have this whole big thing so that we can just explain this one plot point. Right. Like let's have an entire huge opening sequence so that like we can explain that they were in space and yeah the thing that i will say oh my also my favorite thing in the script though my absolute favorite thing in the script of this movie is when they're in new york and michael fassbender uses his magneto powers to lift a subway car out of the (laughs) underground for literally no No. to open a door
0: yeah like but not even to open
1: a door but like he goes through the door and then like he's like no one else can come through this door so the best way to do it is to line it up specifically with a door of a hollow tube that has a bunch of other entrances in it. Uh, It's
0: perfect. It's foolproof. It's
1: so, so (laughs) yes, dark Phoenix. The interesting thing that I wrote. So Simon Kinsberg who directed this has like no directing experience whatsoever.
0: Yeah, He's a producer, isn't
1: he? He's been a producer on like a ton of stuff on pretty much all of the new generation, uh, X-Men series and the Martian, the Martian. Yeah. Like, the man is like you know yeah. a uh but just the 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 directing is so bad in this it's so bad and like so melodramatic it's like yeah when again spoilers when mystique gets killed and beast goes to tell magneto oh and he's like my God. no and like does the dramatic look to the left and you're just like okay guy you're like i know it's- whose blood that was now <laughs> um
0: it's oh, so God. bad man
1: and the last thing I'll say, and I think this is the the best now that I've blathered about it and complained about it from it, but I feel like the the best indicator I can say of why I, why this movie is so bad for me is everyone's giving a performance that like swings back and forth between like three degrees, yeah. No one swings more than a couple degrees away from any like from their baseline performance, and yeah. I think that's Sophie Turner's biggest problem in this too. Is like yeah, she's like oh I'm. Ang- I'm I'm angry girl Right oh, Even when she's I'm, crying I'm You're like Yeah Uh eh,
0: okay There's no
1: There's no extreme performances On oh. this The most we get is when Magneto Is trying to pull a subway car Out of the Out of the ground True
0: Or when he's trying to Keep the helicopter On the ground Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Then he looks like he's about For to For no reason have Just to throw it hemorrhage. away
1: Yeah <laughs> Just to throw it away So she can't But it's like It's like across the street Like I yeah. don't know It's it, It's absolute chaos It's it's, it's all just a little bit of degrees And it's poorly written, poorly directed Just ugh, rough, rough, rough
0: Yeah, and one other thing is I'll say that <clears throat> All the actors Came back because of Kinsberg So they had they had Allegiance to him and they kind yeah. of Thought he could do this Because he's been around all these big Really successful pictures And mm-hmm. he's obviously had a hand in creating them So sure. they all straight up said like, We'll come back if you do this
1: yeah, I mean, it's and... not, like, I, like, at the time, I'd probably be like, I'll take that bet, you We're Sure. I'd be like, this could be good. This could be. It wasn't. Um, it was not, no. Uh, that was the other thing, the one last thing I'll say about the script with Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence clearly didn't want to be there. That was definitely no. a contractual obligation. Oh, man. And you can tell in that she's like that the makeup is like in in X-Men first class. Her makeup is like massive and she's in it all the time. Mm -hmm. In Dark Phoenix, she's in makeup for maybe 10 minutes, maybe. And she's only in the movie for like and like and just from like head up. you know. And I really feel like part of it was written that, oh, yeah, you have to kill off Mystique pretty quick. And the rest of the script suffers from that because it's like there's so much that bends over backwards to be like, that's what Mystique would have wanted. And you're like, OK, but like you knew her pretty well that you could probably guess that before you killed a bunch of people. But
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, we could sit here and, and uh, poke holes in Dark Phoenix, you know. Yes. Um,
0: I mean, we could. But do that is my pod. number
1: four. <laughs> that is my number four. But let's yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep it moving here. Uh, Josh, what is your number four?
0: So my number four is a film that I actually had not seen until this past week, and I can't believe that this is the movie that I chose to watch um, instead of some (laughs) other ones, but it is what it is, and it is Elektra, and I completely forgot about this movie until you brought it up to me, and I was like, oh man, okay, I don't even know anything about this movie, and there's a reason for that, because this movie is really really fucking bad because you texted me while you were like watching it and but even before
1: hate watching it yeah
0: yeah exactly even after all that the first thing was her (laughs) her initial shot is out of fucking focus (laughs) the shot of her reveal is out of focus that was the moment where i was like oh no what what is happening here? Like not like, <laughs> and put it's every, all
1: downhill from there. And That's the, fact the high that point you, of the movie,
0: exactly the fact that you can't fucking see anything. Why is everything so dark? Every single scene is like fucking Blade Runner. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, what is happening here? All those dudes in the boardroom. I'm like. Why is it lit like yep. this? This is so stupid. Why is this guy in a fucking like komodo? Like, what is going on here? It's yes. Oh my god, I can't even. And the fact that Jason Isaacs was out in the first like two minutes, I'm like, you got this, man. Yeah,
1: Jason yeah. Isaacs uncredited role for <laughs> some like f- some kind of favor, something like something. He arguably saw the, the cut. high point of the movie again. Like yeah. Yes. He gives a pretty like, oh, she's going to you! – she'll yell, never stop her.
0: Exactly. And then Jennifer Griner comes on and you're like, oh, no. Having oh. conveniently
1: just jumped over a low wall and like, <sighs> you know.
0: That's the yes. other – there's so many issues. But one of my biggest issues with this is – and a lot of the new Marvel movies aren't doing this, but – A lot of the early 2000s films, they didn't have the stunt coordinators or the stunt work down Mm -hmm. well enough to not have the – or maybe they were just trying to have the actors do it. I don't know. If they're not capable of doing it, don't do it because it looks bad. Her training sequences, her fighting sequences – They clearly wanted Jennifer Garner to do the fighting, and you can't tell what's happening. You have the Jason Bourne-style cutting where you have no idea what this fight is. Everything's cutting. Everything's a close-up for whatever reason. It's a fucking sword fight, guys. Like You need to have a wide (laughs) in here at some point so we know what's happening. But no, you're confused the entire time. I'm not even 100% on the story because I was kind of— losing I think the, consciousness the, the throughout not
1: 100% on the on the story.
0: Good. Okay. That that makes me feel a yeah. little better. Um but my god, this movie is I I know I'll never watch this film again. And that's 80% of the reason that it's on my it's on my list. Let me read through my notes here. I have pages of notes for this. It's insane. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you're a fucking assassin, why are you acting suspicious literally all the time? People ask her questions, and she's just, like, staring at them. And I'm like, you're the most suspicious person I've ever seen in my whole (laughs) life. It's like one of those,
1: I think she might be an assassin. (laughs) It's great.
0: It is so, like I said, uninspired before for that one. This one at least has, somebody had a vision. It just didn't pan out well. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it has a style to it. It's just not a good style. <laughs> and I think
1: I do. I will say I do remember reading. I believe that this movie was really, really rushed, which that like that sense. doesn't defend it in <laughs> at all. But there's definitely moments where you can feel the filmmakers going. Yeah, it was good enough. Check. Moving on.
0: Done. Done deal. You know, yeah. we got
1: 15 more scenes to shoot today.
0: It's and it feels like that, guys. So don't watch this movie. Also, the one the other scene that I have to mention is when she's fighting that one guy. I can't even remember who it is, but the girl yells. There are no
1: other characters. Like, that's the thing is like, like there's Electra, and there's like her like instructor dude who I think is stick, which is like a character that's really, really well established in um, the Daredevil TV series yeah but like you're kind of like I think it's that guy and then there's some vague like Shao Khan is there yeah like but there's no and then there's the dad and the daughter who like are like but like there's no other characters that you like stick with you at all
0: exactly and that's a huge reason why none of this like this movie is just definitely in my top five because I I can never see myself watching it again and it's just there's no value to this movie pretty much
1: (laughs) I did not see this one in theaters, even though it's a direct. Good. So like, I think important to note that this is a carry on from daredevil. Yeah. It's the same character that she played in daredevil, a movie yeah. where she died. Spoilers. <laughs> like hey, she dies in daredevil and then gets her own movie.
0: Like Black that's, what, that's
1: our, that's our starting point. Yeah. But anyway,
0: so that, uh, that's my number four. Um yes. <laughs> what is your number 4 Willis?
1: No, but my number 4 was Dark Phoenix. We're on to number 3.
0: Oh, oh, number 3. Oh, number 3. Yeah.
1: My number 3, and this one's going to this one's a little left field, but I it had to make my This is this is one of the first ones I thought of when I thought of this. Mm. My number 3 is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: This movie came out in 2003. It stars Sean Connery. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: And that's pretty much it. Uh, again, like some other notable names in there, um, Stuart Townsend, Jason Fleming. Uh, you know, a couple, couple kind of you would know names, but um, to give you a background, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a comic by Alan Moore. Legend that is a basically an Avengers kind of thing with famous literary characters. So there's Alan Quartermain, who's Sean Connery's character, there is Dorian Gray, uh, who is like the picture of Dorian Gray, Mina Harker, who is from Dracula, Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde, Captain Nemo from uh. 20,000 20, leagues. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the invisible man, like Tom Sawyer, like a bunch of like famous. Uh, and the comic I've read the comic, the comics actually pretty good. This movie is terrible.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I, I said before, I think for, um, for Electra there is, or maybe it was for dark Phoenix. is like, here's like a really elaborate scene to give you one tiny piece of information. Yeah, that's like this whole movie, this whole movie. <laughs> like they, Perfect. they get all together and then there's this whole big fight scene with like and they're fighting Nazis because like, yeah, of course, best villain ever. It takes place in like that or it might be. No, it's not. They're not Nazis. It's before World War One. They're oh. nondescript bad dudes trying to start World War One. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess we're in spoilers. Uh, the bad guy is James Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah, just like all kinds of just here's like a huge, huge setup just to be like, oh, yeah, also this character is in this movie. And you're like, oh, okay. There's scenes that are just like abandoned. Like, we need in a dramatic note here. So, they just have a character leave the scene Mm -hmm. and the other character is just standing alone now. And they're like, oh, I guess this scene is over. And like they cut to something else. Oh, my God. But the biggest damnation that I can give of this movie is this movie is responsible for Sean Connery's retirement.
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Sean Connery did this movie and retired, decided he didn't want to do movies anymore. No. This is Sean Connery's last live action film.
0: This killed Sean Connery, figur- figuratively speaking.
1: Yeah, that was his last live action appearance.
0: That's insane.
1: And it was just like one of those. He was like, I, yeah, I don't have a good experience making these movies anymore. So it's, it's bad. It's one of yeah. those ones that when I was growing up, when I was in like high school, I guess junior, senior year of high school, it was on like HBO. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So I've seen it probably 20, 30 times. Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't get better. It's no. just like, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Here, this like, is.
1: There's, there's a whole scene where they have to go stop Venice from exploding, and they don't. Mm. And, and it's just like, oh fuck. Well, oh, I guess okay. we'll continue on with the plot now. Um, <laughs> and I will say the uh, the only other thing I really want to point out that drives me so crazy is uh, Captain Nemo from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. He has like his submarine and all this stuff. He basically is like an excuse for any modern piece of technology that we want to have in this script that we can't figure out how to write around. Oh, we can no. just say like, Oh yeah. Nemo has this technology. He has a car that can outrun like anything. It's like a freaking Hemi charger. Uh, that are like,
0: it's <laughs> a hell Kat? you know?
1: Yeah. It's like this crazy, like steampunk car. And then they're like, Oh, we have to stop Venice from exploding shoot a missile. He has cruise missiles on his submarine. Hey, uh, shoot a missile at this car. And he's like, can you track the car? And he's like, yeah. So he has like tracking technology that's small enough to fit in a car. And this is all oh in like my. 1935. And oh he was just like, God. yeah, no, it's lazy script writing. It's, it's, it's so tough. It's and there's so source tough.
0: material that's strong. Yeah. So what happened?
1: <laughs> and I will say uh, the comic is totally worth reading it. Yeah, Uh, or the comic is totally worth reading, but there's also a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen America 1988, which is like a sequel to it, Mm. which is Doc Brown, B.A. Baracus, Patrick Swayze from Big Trouble in Little China. I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, MacGyver and Lisa from Weird Science. Oh, which is like such a I'm like, so like make that movie.
0: That sounds amazing. I want yeah. to
1: see Doc Brown and MacGyver build some kind <laughs> like, of insane thing while B.A. Baracus talks about how he doesn't want to fly in the background. Like,
0: oh, my. So much of a better movie. Was that in contemporary times or like still back in like. The uh,
1: no, it's it's I mean, it's set in the 80s. So it's like, gotcha, you know, gotcha. Um, but,
0: but still, yeah, yeah I yeah.
1: feel <laughs> part of the reason this is on my list is because I wanted to plug uh <laughs> Make extraordinary Gentlemen, America, 1988.
0: Yeah, well, I'm um, going to have to fucking read that now. Oh my but God. Yes, I
1: didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that's my number three. And wow. um, I rewatched this one wow. as well. And it's, oh, man, it's bad. Do you, uh, do you own this one? I do not. I've okay. never okay. owned this one. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I feel like that's an important qualifier on some of this because I'm like, I've had DVDs that I've gotten rid of, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't have it anymore. Definitely an important
0: qualifier for these. Um, wow. And that guy only directed four movies. Two of them were that yep. and Blade. And that was his yep. last movie, too. So it killed it for him and Sean Connery.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't get another. You don't get another project. No. After this. <laughs> wow. You don't even you don't even get like LXG is what it was called, like marketed as LXG League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: You don't get LXG too. X-Men.
1: <laughs> yeah you don't you even get lxg2 that's how bad this was
0: good um, lord well i might have to watch it just for that just for the the yeah. lulls maybe i don't know yeah <laughs> I'm it's feeling, quick it, i feel it, it down
1: yeah it's quick you oh. see everything coming a mile away you're like oh well, that's gonna happen you're like yep yep okay <laughs> that Oh, happened.
0: perfect oh i could have written this film in my sleep wonderful <laughs> jesus well, anyway, I might have to watch uh, that. Let's
1: let's we we get, let's keep it going here, Josh. What's your uh, what's your number 3?
0: Wow. Uh my number 3 <laughs> is <laughs> is The Green Lantern starring mm. Ryan Reynolds, aka I don't know what this guy's doing anymore. This is a movie I did rewatch and I'm very disappointed that I rewatched it because this movie is so fucking bad. It's, I mean, it. it I don't even know. It, it. It makes like. I'm trying to think of a bit like a. I guess it makes like the Dark Phoenix seem almost watchable because you're watching <laughs> Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have zero chemistry together, which is the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Is,
1: is Blake Lively in Green Lantern?
0: Yeah, she plays. No yeah. shit,
1: mm-hmm. I haven't rewatched this one, so uh. they have
0: a uh, quite a few lines together, and it feels <laughs> weird. It feels because she's like, it doesn't matter. She's not given. Is the this 100%. where they met? I hope not. Um, I don't think so, but either way, this is like, oh, we met on the set of the Green Lantern. This, Tamura Morrison is in this movie also, which I was like, oh no, I want better for you, my guy. I really do. And Taika ytds is <laughs> in this movie too, which is another one, which i really? like, oh my, which I will be honest, Taika is one of the only redeemable parts of this film, because he's actually kind of, he's not in it that much, but he's kind of funny in his role as like the nerdy science guy who sure. wants to, you know, but- this movie, the like the CGI lighting and shadow work that they do throughout mm-hmm. this entire film, that's the first thing that I noticed. It looks so unbelievably horrible. It, like, It's not just obvious that it's fake. It just looks yeah. bad. It's like, why is he entirely shadowed? Like, yeah, you yeah. can put some fake shadow on there and make it look fine, but why can I not see whatever's going on when all the lanterns are together talking in whatever their little cave is i'm like you can't see anything that's happening right now at all you can see mark strong's character you can't see ryan reynolds character and they keep going in on close-ups of his fucking face over and over again where the whole thing is in shadow oh my god i don't even know where else to go with
1: this (laughs) i recall when i when i saw this movie and it's been a little while so but like i every now and then like youtube the algorithm will be like do you want to watch a clip from green lantern and i'm like no yeah like the, the thing I remember about the CG is it feels very much like they're, they were like in production. they were like, yeah, we're going to do CG costumes. It'll be yeah. awesome. And mm-hmm. then like they shot the whole thing and then yeah. they took it to a CG house and the CG house went, what? Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about?
0: Yes. This is like,
1: we can't do anything with this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, but we shot this whole thing. And you're like, well, but like, no, we can't do anything with this. Like, yeah. it feels like it's, like, mapped on without, like, reference dots or, like, something like that. Like... Yes. Yeah. And, like you're saying, all the... Yeah. And, and, and story. Uh, no... And, like, no
0: story that matters. Like, there is yeah. a story that's really loose, but it doesn't matter, nor is there a fucking villain until over an hour and 20 minutes in. Yeah. Like, sure, Skarsgård's character, like, you can guess pretty quickly that he may become... But he's not even really... Again... Sp- Uh, We'll put a spoiler at the beginning of this whole episode because the whole thing's going to be spoilers. But holy crap, man. I was actually angry at myself for watching this. I I kept having to leave and like pause it and like leave and do something else and come back to it because it was just so infuriating. It's another movie where they try and make Ryan Reynolds do his Ryan Reynolds thing. And he just can't do it because the script doesn't let him. So his charm is completely gone. It felt like six underground in that regard where it's like his charm just doesn't exist at all. Um, I just, it made me angry watching (laughs) this film and there's so much of people just staring at each other and not talking while other people are talking to them. And I'm like, just fucking respond. Like, Oh my God. That's a big
1: thing that I feel like I I saw a lot in these like lower end movies is like, like, writers or directors that are like, and then, dramatic moment. And you're like...
0: Oh, and?
1: <laughs> and you're like... And, and they're like, how, what, what kind of dramatic moment? They're like, well, they'll like, they'll look away dramatically or they'll stare at each other and a dramatic chord will play. Right. And you're like, the, uh, that's... N- okay. And then <laughs> there's like 10 of those in the whole... Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Not to mention, like, the fact that Ryan Reynolds never uses his... His ring to make anything cool. I'm like, they tell you that you can make anything you can think of. He yeah. fucking brings out nothing but like <laughs> weaponry from f- 1942. I'm like, yeah. what is happening here? Just bring out a laser cannon or something. And he's the only out, like, thing a I can think of is like
1: the the machine gun that's like or the the Gatling gun. Yeah, even
0: that. I'm like, you can do anything. Why are you bringing out a fucking like beat, like a bomber plane from like the World War two? I just it's just It's a movie that had a lot of potential. They didn't do anything with it. His CGI eyes mask Mm -hmm. combo is terrifying it looks so bad and unnatural it's so
1: like weirdly uncanny valley that like yeah put, like just on a human face you're like <laughs> why are you me so uncomfortable
0: it's just on ryan reynolds face just use his fucking eyeballs yeah <laughs> i'm done talking about the green lantern it's a fucking yes. awful movie i can't believe i'm so glad that he made fun of it in deadpool because my yes. god this movie is valueless it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> oh man
1: all right <laughs> uh, we are up to my number. This, we got a lot of episodes to get strapped in, everybody. We got a lot of episodes still to go.
0: Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy uh, this, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will get more positive. It will turn into not us just shitting on movies. Yes. <laughs> um, It's an interesting thing. I would like to point out with uh, the save, and I feel like I'll get into this a little bit more, except for Dark Phoenix, every negative movie we've said so far has been within the same time period of yeah like that 2003 to uh like 2007 yeah yeah which i was gonna gonna lean into this later but like i'm gonna say it right now it's like the pre-iron man age yeah like there's a very clear distinction in this superhero genre of pre and post iron man
0: yes where they got good
1: so on to my number two my number two It's a movie. This is, I think, my equivalent of I can't believe I rewatched this movie. Uh, My my number two is Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer.
0: Let's go, (laughs) Michael Chiklis.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Didn't rewatch Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer. Not a bad character. Voiced by Lawrence Fishburne, which is actually pretty badass. Yes, Um, extremely but again, just like a story. So, okay. <laughs> I just dramatically rubbed my face because talking about this movie gives me a headache. Uh, so directed by, this is a 2007 movie directed by Tim Story, whose previous films included Taxi, the Queen Latifah, Jimmy Fallon uh, escapade, and Barbershop. Whoa. Whoa. So, like, you know, exactly who you hand an action franchise to. Right. But the thing with this movie is it has no – the first half of this movie is a (laughs) rom-com. Like, straight up. Like, it starts out with, like, oh, Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm are getting married. (laughs) And it's, like, it goes through all the basic terrible rom-com, like, steps, like – Oh, you know, like Human Torch goes, well, you know, I hope you're not working too hard because tonight we got your bachelor party. And then they go to a club and it's like he's dancing with like hot women. And then Sue Storm, of course, walks in and like is like all mad. And it's like it's there's so much to the first hour of this movie. That's just a rom-com that doesn't need to be super powered, like doesn't need to be superheroes at all.
0: Right. Right like why is and it then a fantastic like four movie
1: yeah and it's like even like so also Andre Bauer's in it which is hilarious
0: yeah um,
1: but um, all like the whole time all I can see is like like why is this the, the, like there's no inventive use of these characters that can do very specific things yeah it's like there's a scene with uh, the human torch and the thing sitting in a bar talking about like love <laughs> and you're like Okay, and then it kind of gets into the story and they're like, oh, yeah, like Silver Surfer shows up. He's screwing stuff up. And like, (laughs) I don't I want to just like go through the entire script of this and like despair. (laughs) But like, like they predict that the Silver Surfer is going to appear in London. So they all go to London and he does and immediately flies away. And like at the same time, like knocks the giant Ferris wheel down and there's this like. 15 minute Like set piece Of them trying to not Let this Ferris wheel fall down Yeah and then they don't And they're like oh shit he got away And it's like this huge set piece That has literally no point in the pot It's just like oh well we need some kind of Like something dramatic to happen Of course they were in London and the Ferris wheel fell It's just Oh my god And like not to like specifically call out, but Jessica Alba's character is oh. so terribly written. Like just like Sue Storm, badass female character yes. in the comics in this. She's like, well, but like, it's going to ruin my wedding. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what, like, what if I just want a normal life with like a husband and a family? Like, like, Oh, you know, uh, I can't believe you were dancing with other women on the night before our wedding. Oh, I can't believe like all this stuff. And you're just like, I hate you. You have no personality beyond like plot device. And and then Dr. Doom shows up and you're just like, and then Galactus shows up and you're like, like, why? (laughs) Okay, but Galactus, what is happening has to because it's like Silver Surfer, but it's like, yeah, it's just I don't know. The, this one was a hard I uh, my number one and my number two I went back and forth on a lot mm-hmm. of just like which of these is just more brutal
0: yeah um, like to get so, through
1: <laughs> yeah um, Jesus, what's your number man. two Josh
0: Uh, my number two is a sequel to a movie that you've ever already talked about, and it is a movie that I watched, and I absolutely can't believe I watched it, and it is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and Yes. I had a feeling. Oh my fucking God, man. I and the reason I'm putting the second one on instead of the first one is because again, you know this doesn't work. Like you there's a whole movie. That was made prior to this, that was dog shit. We know that this concept just doesn't work. And here we go doing it again with an even less interesting plot that doesn't even make sense because they don't explain anything and I'm okay with films kind of leaving it up to the audience to decide but they don't try at all to discern what's going on it's like oh the devil he needs this kid why well we're not really sure like if you're a fan of the comic you'll understand he needs the kid because he just needs he just says I need it over and over again Nick Cage doesn't even fucking know why they need the kid throughout the whole thing they ask him and he's just like we just need to get him it's just like Idris Elba is in this movie as a French guy which is just a drunk French guy which is just <laughs> not what you want for him either I will say The one scene The one shot in this whole movie That's actually kind of cool Is him like Doing a slow motion gun Like shooting sequence That's actually kind of cool It's in the first five minutes And you never see anything that cool again (laughs) It's straight up nonsensical from from beginning to end nick cage's delivery I, at at a certain point i'm like i'm cool with this like he just doesn't care and and that yeah. i guess like i don't care either so like this is kind of fun i guess but his delivery is so bad that i can't believe he's giving an earnest portrayal here there's no way this is a true performance because yeah he's just oh my god i remember sending you a video while he was <laughs> while i was watching it and oh <laughs> My, oh my word. There are sequences in this film that last for fucking ever, but nothing happens. All the fight scenes are him just standing around while people stare at him, and they're like, (laughs) oh, he's on fire. We should do something about this. And then they don't, and he uses his chain, and he kills all of them one by one, and you're like, just do something, anything, one thing, guys. You know you're in a bad place when your villain is the ex-brother-in-law from Limitless? That's when you know. That you're in an awful <laughs> spot because he's gone in the first five minutes of Limitless. So, you know, there's no way this guy's gonna <laughs> carry it, yeah. an entire villain plot. Um, and he turns into Caliban. So, I'm like, oh, oh my God, here we go. Caliban. This movie, again, this movie had the benefit of knowing how bad it was gonna be going in. And that's why it has to be on my list over the first one, because I'm like, you, this movie makes Ben Gates from National Treasure look like a fucking Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis performance. I'm not kidding you. Like, this is insane. And also, why is every angle a Dutch angle? Like, every shot is a fucking Dutch angle.
1: (laughs) You know what's really interesting? I've just, I looked it up on IMDb, and David Goyer has a a screenwriting credit on this. Really? Really? yeah so listeners for those that don't know David David Goyer uh, writer of such things as the Dark Knight um, Batman versus well I guess that's not a <laughs> Batman yeah, sure versus sure <laughs> he goes uh, up and down <laughs> um, but like uh, uh, Batman Begins the Blade series oh, so, see I went in with this whole idea of like oh yeah David Goyer like really impressive name and now I'm reading him like yeah, yeah okay I buy it he,
0: he seems like he's hit or miss I guess yeah <laughs> I mean, wrote
1: the the story of the Dark Knight. I don't know. Um, The other thing I'll say with Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, it seems there. I just looked up their box office to see what it was. It looks like their budget got like smashed too. their budget was less than half of what the original Ghost Rider budget was, which like
0: that factors. I mean,
1: (laughs) I mean, like, you know, like, not that that's like an excuse of like, oh, man, we didn't have enough money like to make a like, I don't know. I, I it's yeah
0: It's a lazy movie. Lazy shot design, lazy filmmaking. Every single shot on the road where a lot of it's on a road, believe it or not, he's a ghost rider. It's composed of the same shot over and over again where there's a fucking spotlight somewhere at the end that makes no sense. You're like, it's a dark, desolate road. There's a fucking spotlight at the end, and you just have backlighting. Also, please, somebody release the motion capture footage of Nick Cage because he's just going like this and like... (laughs) Please, for Absolutely the love of God. Um, yeah, this movie, I mean, it's an action movie with no kinetic energy. It's insane. I, I, I It's just, it feels like people are physically running in place. It's just, <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie's really, yeah. really, really bad, guys. Um, so that's my number two. <laughs> and don't, don't rent right. it. Don't watch it. Don't do any of that.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Here it is. Here comes my number one. Who's ready? I am. I feel like you could probably guess what it's going to be. But my number one worst superhero movie ever made stands far above the others as Elektra. Yeah. (laughs) My number one. This movie is terrible. This movie is so bad. I won't go too deep in it because we already went nuts on it. But there's two things I will say. One, like, super rushed. Yeah. They were like, yep, we gotta like knock this movie out in like three months. And you can feel it because they're like the entire script feels like a first draft. That they're yes. like, Does this make sense? And you're like, No. Sure. And they're like, well, we gotta <laughs> shoot like tomorrow. So does this make sense? And they're like, I guess. And like, cool, good enough. And the other thing that I'll I'll point out beside and we'll have to do like an Instagram story or something of the uh incredible shot where she there's like a oh. really, really dramatic sequence where she jumps about a foot in the air and like stabs, stabs through the roof. the guy. <laughs> it's like half in slow motion. There's lightning, there's smoke. And it's oh. like literally like, looks like she's just trying to like swat a fly that's on the ceiling or something like that.
0: Yeah. She basically um, lifts her feet up and that's what it is like. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and it takes like a minute. Uh, <laughs> but the, the other thing I'll say that really, really bothers me is about this movie and I didn't remember it, but like Jennifer Garner is so, incredibly sexualized in this yeah for not really any, like her main outfit as Electra is basically a corset. There's yeah. like three separate scenes where she's like in a bikini or mm-hmm. like swimming, you know, in a bathing suit for no real reason. Like she wakes up and she's like half naked. Like there's, there's so much that's just like, but like, why? Like why? Yeah. Like, and i like, I know why. Cause it's like fucking 2000. What? Five. And there's it's just I I I can never I cannot forgive this movie. No. Um, No. Rob Bowman, how dare you?
0: A pacing nightmare. Also, there's a scene where a guy breaks his neck by simply turning his head. That's an interesting
1: one. Yeah. He's like, oh, you'll never take me alive. (laughs) And you're like, oh, nice. Oh, sweet. Okay. (laughs) Come with us. Oh man.
0: Yeah, it's truly an unforgivable movie.
1: It's so. It's so bad. I and here's the thing: like Rob Bowman's film pre- previous to this was *Reign of Fire*. Yeah, which I kind of dig. Like Same. dragons in London, hell yeah, and the dragons um, look good. Yeah, and I, I don't understand how this movie happened. I don't know how they got to this point with this movie and said, "Fuck it, put it out." It's good enough. <laughs> it's like yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> And like, I mean, it's one of those, it's, it's the pre-Iron Man world.
0: Right. So. so they had no idea, but that's not an excuse. Movies were great long before that too. So that's <laughs> true. Wow. That's a
1: really, yeah. yeah. All right, Josh, bring us home on the, on the, on the bottoms and then we'll, and then we'll go we to told the... you this was going to be a long episode. Guys. Yes. Drop in.
0: But it's going to get a lot lighter after this. Uh, it's true. So... We're going to start being
1: positive film viewers.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Hopefully. So my number one worst. And again, this I is... Have,
1: I have no idea what's coming right now. I'm like... I've been I know reading, you don't. I know this list pretty well, and I'm kind of like, I don't... I would have thought Green Lantern at your top, but what, what do you got?
0: So, and this is, again, this is my personal worst, and it's because I've seen this movie three times now. I can't believe I've seen it three times, but every time, I, I want it to be something more, because I was so excited when it came out. It's the 2015 Josh Trank Fantastic Four. And ah. a lot of the reason is because just like I said before, you have two really fucking bad Fantastic 4 movies to not to base your shit off of. Not just yeah. that, but you have a director who knows what he's doing relatively speaking. You have four key actors who really know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, five technically key actors that really truly know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And you screw it up to the point where everyone feels lifeless. Kate Mara, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Bell. I love all of them so so much. They yeah. all give performances that are... They feel like they don't want to be there. And that's what takes yeah. me out of the movie so much. Regardless of the reshoots, the the VFX being absolute garbage, except for one sequence when they first get captured, the, when they're in the hospital, or not the hospital, the scientific whatever, like yeah. chambers that they're being studied in, that looks amazing. And that's Josh Trank's like, you know, he came from Chronicle and stuff, so he's in that darker period. Jam, yeah. It looks awesome. And then they start doing... Well, basically, the Fantastic Four doesn't ever become a group in that entire movie, ever. Like, they don't fight, so it is what it is. Yeah. But my God. Again, another movie that has no villain until an hour and 25 minutes into the movie, and even then, it's not a real villain. I fucking agree with Victor. And it's (laughs) Doom. Yeah. I agree with Victor. (laughs) He wanted to go back. That's all he wanted to do was go back to that planet in this movie. He said, just let me go back. They're like, no. No. He's like, how dare you? Then I'm going to kill everybody in here. And he does it. And I'm like, yeah, I I'm kind of on board with you, man. So like, <laughs> I, I've said this
1: to a few people and I, and I stand by like Victor Von Doom, like for all of the current movies that we're getting that are like anti-hero kind of movies like Venom mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff. Victor Von Doom has the potential to be one of the most amazing standalone villain movies Oh my god. because he is one of the most complex characters Yeah. of like, he's like super evil, but like wants yeah. to do good stuff and just right. doesn't care what he has to do to do it.
0: He, he's in the same but, lane as Thanos kind of like,
1: yeah,
0: he, his yeah. Intention is good. Getting there is a problematic, but you know, <laughs> um, there's
1: a whole, not to go back. There's a whole scene in like his whole point in rise of the silver surfer is like, I'm going to steal the surf, the surfers surfboard. And you're like, Okay. Cool. He's like cuz power. And you're like, "Oh, okay, cuz power, right. sure. He just wants yeah. power." You're like, "Okay, I get." uh um, right. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on Trank's uh Fantastic Four, man. I I think we we've, we've talked in length about this movie before. We have. And how there's just not really a third act to it. It just kind of ends.
0: No, it just ends and the fact that again it's i'm going off of my hype level and my and the potential that this movie had to yeah. be great i remember seeing the trailers and being like this looks beautiful yeah like truly the cinematography knocked it out of the out of the park and of course i'm like these four actors this is going to be good yeah and it drops the ball from minute one and it's just like, and I get, and I know the fact that Trank went on Twitter and kind of had a tirade about the fact the studio took it away from him and it's not really his movie and it is what it is. But I'm like, so what yeah. was your movie, man? There's not a line delivery in this film that I think is good. The story's stupid. Like yeah. the effects are good in one scene. Other than that, it's just like, what are we doing here? I, I didn't even watch the very end. I had to turn it off cause I'm like, I can't, I've seen this yeah. too many times already. Um, but it just has no value. Just never watch this movie if you, if you can help it, guys. It's so, so
1: bad. Um,
0: and that yeah. is my, that will end off our <laughs> top five worst or least favorite yes. films here. Yes. Whew. Whew. Crazy. And times. Uh, <laughs> let's get into I'm some like more. I'm like tired hearted. now. I'm tired. <laughs>
1: like talking about all these shitty movies. <laughs> Me too. Um,
0: but our spirits are going to get lifted here, man. Let's do this. Yes. So this will
1: be I'm really interested to see because like I don't think but it's certainly possible that we have like the same top five. I but it's also it. certainly possible that we have wildly different top fives.
0: I think we're going to have our one and two might be similar, but I feel like we're mm-hmm. going to go off the beaten path here. Um, you want to start off with your runner up here?
1: Sure. So my runner up. And I've gone back and forth. This is like gone up and down a few times and like found itself in different places. But my runner up is going to be X-Men days of future past. Mm. Good movie. This is one of those that I'm like, it, it doesn't hit my top five, but it's like, it's worth talking about if for no other reason than how well the script handles the insanity of the timeline that it's dealing with. Like you talk about time travel movies whenever. And it's like, it's always like, well, yeah, there's, like, these 15 different things that, like, doesn't make any sense. And, like, Days of Future Past does have those moments that's, like, okay, that sure. doesn't really make sense. But like, Suspend
0: a little disbelief, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, like, it, it, it gives you a plausible setup of how we're getting back and forth in between in the past and the future. It pulls two generations together in a really nice way that, like, does service to each of them. Mm-hmm. And it has some dope ass fucking combat scenes. Yeah. Like Magneto moving the stadium, like the oh. sentinels attacking everybody at the end there. Yeah. Uh the sentinels attacking everybody at the gang. And it's like it's one of those so it the script is so intense that it could easily have gone completely haywire and yeah. been terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dinklage's trask.
1: Yeah. Like so many things. And like it is so it's the second of this new series um, mm-hmm. after first class directed by Brian Singer, um, which like hit or miss Brian say it's like weird. I'm like, yeah, I guess the only thing I really it's like Apocalypse was bad. That was straight up
0: really bad. Yeah.
1: Apocalypse almost made my uh, my runner up. But
0: yeah, there's just. Yeah,
1: just because apocalypse just is like going to take over the world, I need mutants, and then literally takes the first four mutants that he finds, and but I didn't know, like literally, it's like the four, yes. and yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I know the the X Men series is really really interesting because it's like both on the high and on the low, like an extreme like levels, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Extreme um, highs,
0: extreme lows. That's, it's the weirdest thing about the X Men.
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost as if it matters who directs it.
0: Almost, you know? <laughs> oh, man.
1: And that's a big thing I feel like we saw a lot in these, not uh, not to go on safari so here, but like in a lot of these ones, it was like, it really comes down to who they give it to.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's the yeah. thing like we've been, I've been saying like post and pre Iron Man, like pre Iron Man, they were like, like getting a superhero franchise was not like a good thing. No, or it was not like a not <laughs> was not a vote of confidence. We'll say that. No, no, no. no. It was like a, okay, we need to make this movie. Who can we afford? Like, right. oh, cool, the guy who made Barbershop, sweet. Exactly. <laughs> do it for cheap.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like the Dancing you know. with the Stars, you know.
1: <laughs> but then you get yeah, then you get post Iron Man, and you're like, oh, oh. So wait, if we give these to good filmmakers, we'll get good.
0: Interesting. It's almost as if that makes sense. Wait, 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 wait,
1: Okay, (laughs) Kenneth Branagh. Do give us a Thor. No. Um, (laughs) All right. So Josh, we spent way too much time on the runner-up here. Uh, Runner. We spent way too much time on the runner-up. Josh, who is your runner-up for your top five?
0: So my runner-up, and I thought long and hard about this because there are so many that could fit this slot, but I have to put this movie here because it means a lot to me, and I just it just barely didn't make the cut for my top five, and that is Black Panther. Um, obviously, <laughs> I don't need to say much about this movie. It is a fantastic movie all the way around, and honestly, it was kind of between... This well no never mind but I was gonna say it's between this and Shang Chi but this definitely edges Mm -hmm. it out a bit more. This film was one of the first Marvel films where I felt like it it felt like a uh, like kind of not conforming to what they've been doing the whole time. Obviously, Ryan Coogler directed, so you have some immense style and culture within this that I think elevates it to more than just a Marvel film. I mean, this is a film that kind of transcends all that stuff. Obviously, Chad would chadwick boseman's performance is absolutely phenomenal um and the final fight looks iffy but other than that the film is gorgeous you get stuff that you'd never get in any other marvel movie in terms of culture um music vibe it just feels different and that's why it's got to be in my top five because this is truly one of if it was marvel top fives this would be in my top five because it is such a phenomenal movie and people like to say it's boring or whatever i'm like dude no, this is a movie. Like this is an actual movie mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Like I get, you know, the other stuff, but this is a movie that I can just throw on and not necessarily need to see Iron Man shooting around, you know, and, um, yeah. and yeah. So black Panther is my runner up for my top five best here.
1: Awesome. Um, and your recommendation, those are our recommendations and my recommendation. for this week. Y'all yes. Good call. Uh, Good call. Black Panther and X-Men days of future past. Like, Solid recommendations Solid. on any given day. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Definitely. Legit. Oh, all right.
1: All right. Should we get into it? Let's dive in, man. Let's do it. All right. So my number five, I'm looking at my page here that has like all of them listed out. Yeah. I have three different movies crossed out and then my <laughs> number five. Written
0: Ooh, okay. So
1: this was a hotly contested one. I don't know. When I was making this list, I was like, all right, here's my top three. And then the last two places... I'm like even staring at it right now and I'm like, which one am I going to say in three seconds? Right. Um, Right. (laughs) But I think my number five has to, has to, has to be uh, 2008 Iron Man. Yes. Iron Man is absolute classic cinema. It is the first step of, Oh wait, we can make these movies good. And that's not to say that like Spider-Man and Spider-Man two and X-Men two, uh, x2 sorry and like you know that there weren't good superhero movies before that sure Um, batman forever shout out yeah but like this iron man legitimized the genre yeah and like basically set the stage for like the next 20 years of like or 12 years of cinema oh my god it's only been 12 years since iron man oh 13 years
0: oh no okay Ooh. weird,
1: weird. <laughs> I feel weird. I feel really um, weird. <laughs> directed, of course, by the now legendary John Favreau, um, mm-hmm. who at that time had directed like Elf and Zathura. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, like kind of like not like, oh, here's a huge franchise, but like, yeah, completely knocked out of the park, defined a character forever, like Tony yes. Stark and Robert Downey Jr. Like for sure, put himself in it and he's still going. I know shout out
0: and as an actually good
1: character like yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's a throwaway it's like I like the thing that's like I just want to be able to play in this forever so like here's a minor character that you can put in anything and he's he's like not even in the Iron Man franchise no he's in the Spider-Man
0: franchise yeah he was fucking in Endgame at the very last scene like it's crazy
1: (laughs) yeah standing next to standing next to Thor and Captain America uh,
0: Not to mention that he's a world class uh, like comedic actor as well, but like John yeah, Favreau, man, yeah. just Woo. so money, <laughs> yes.
1: Um. So yeah, Iron Man. Like, it's literally the tipping point for all of this stuff. Like pre, post Iron Man. It, yeah, it's a whole different. It's an entirely different genre. Pre, post Iron Man. Pre, post yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Also worth noting that The Dark Knight also came out in 2008. Mm. So like. <laughs> I will I will share that crown with with Dark Knight. You know, cause it's just like of course the greatest superhero movie ever made. Like I mean, I yeah. guess it gets twelve percent of the credit. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my number five. I'm really amazed that it it's only at number five. Uh, but I'm looking at the rest of my list and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's where, that's where it goes.
0: That's the thing. And Iron Man is one of the only movies, one of the only Marvel films that I actually own because I bought it right after it was yeah. on iTunes. I was like, oh my God, this movie changed the way that I looked at movies. It was crazy. It, yeah. it defined a generation. It's
1: truly insane. Yeah. I will say I'm really glad that I didn't find myself in the place where I was like, I'm going to buy every superhero movie DVD.
0: Yeah, that's...
1: Because that, that's, that's a wall in your house right now. Like yeah. we said at the beginning, there's like a hundred movies that yeah, there was anyway. like
0: seven that came up this year. Like, it's just like, yeah. how do you, it's great. How are you supposed to deal with this anymore? Wow.
1: Yes. That's, that's a good right. number five, man. So number five, we got, we got black Panther. No. What was your number five? Your number five. Didn't have, that's one where yet. we're at. Yeah. I haven't said it.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my number five, this is going to be controversial and people. uh Say what you will, but this movie made an insane impact on me when I saw it in the theater. I remember sitting there and being like, "Whoa! I, I've never... I didn't know you could do this with with superhero movies." And that is Zack Snyder's Watchmen. And I will like to put a caveat really? on this and say that I had not read the graphic novel prior to seeing this. So this was me and my dad mm-hmm. went to see this when I was like twelve or thirteen or whatever. And so like it blew my fucking mind. Bought it when it came out. This movie, regardless of if you like Zack Snyder or not, this movie is fucking beautiful from start to finish. And I know yeah. the story itself, you know, if you're a fan of the subject matter, it takes liberties with a lot of different things, especially the ending and some of the story arcs. But
1: mm-hmm. for
0: the first time seeing it, I I was entranced with everything from the beginning, like the, the credit sequence with... Um, like the Bob Dylan song playing over it to all of the hyper stylized slow motion action to the kind of like muted tones that he had with this color work. And Mm -hmm. do I think the movie is perfect? Absolutely not. But I can remember watching this for the first time and being like, I've never seen any of this shit in the superhero movie. It was the first time I saw like actual violence in a superhero film where they didn't mm-hmm. they weren't pulling punches rorschach, yeah i mean yeah exactly i mean both spoiler alert and trigger warning but there's sequences where rorschach like with rorschach like he takes a meat cleaver to a guy's head i mean people get their yeah. arms fully chopped off with like rock saws it's things that i saw and i was like oh man this is real like this is something different than iron man and like, this not is different
1: just rorschach too like yeah. uh comedian like super super violent so Even violent there like that scene that he just like oh my God. beats a guy to death like yeah.
0: doctor manhattan has sequences where he's doing awful things and that's the other thing it was like it gave a lot more depth to characters that you would just like on any ordinary film you'd think these are the good guys these are perfect people and that's what marvel would would have you to believe but this is like no these are real people they have real issues they're really fucked up and this is how real people get when they have powers this is what happens and i can't say enough about this movie i own it i watch it not all the time but i watch it a lot this is one of my favorite jackie earl Haley performances same with jeffrey and dean Mm -hmm. morgan i think they're both incredible um perfect
1: casting I, I put them perfect. in that. Like I have, th- I have thoughts about this movie, but I will put those two and Billy Crudup as Duck same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As like in the same vein as like RDJ like yes. born for that. Perfect for that role kind of stuff.
0: Yes. I think that Ackerman and Wilson, when it comes to their yeah. characters are very miscast, but other like, yeah. Leave that aside. I like, I have such a soft spot in my heart for this movie. Um, it just impressed me to a level that I didn't know I could be impressed when it came to films. I'm, I remember me and my dad yeah. sitting in the theater being like, holy shit, they're doing this mm-hmm. right now. This is real they're, We're not, we're not, uh, yeah, they're not trying to go PG 13 here. This is real. Yeah. Um, the needle drops are great. Zack Snyder loves a good needle drop, good soundtrack. Um, and yeah, I just, it's,
1: it's very interesting you say that. Cause so Watchmen is one that I have, a. Uh, Complicated sounds like too complicated, but like I'll say I have like a complicated relationship with. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember liking it when I first saw it mm-hmm. because well, and you know my feelings on like Zack Snyder and stuff like that. Sure, but like the one thing that I remember distinctly not liking in the beginning was was the needle drops of just like Okay, here's here's like a six second scene that we're just <laughs> gonna play ninety nine red balloons off of and then roll out, and I'm like, mm. um, but to that same vein i'm like i have seen this movie so many times yeah i i will rewatch and rewatch and rewatch this movie and like yeah my my distaste of it is not true distaste it's nitpicky like bullshit you know what i mean <laughs> i think i think billy crudup's doctor manhattan is possibly one of the greatest like like not superhero but like middle ground like complicated powered person. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like of the past 20 years. Yeah. You know? um, So yeah, I, I am there with you. Um, Yeah. Watchman man.
0: Yeah, sure. It's too long. And there's a lot of things that that could be cut out of this film. There's a
1: lot to pull out of it, but that you could say that for any Zack Snyder movie.
0: Exactly. And that's, you know, it was, it was the first movie I saw by him. And that got me Mm -hmm. into his style. And again, I don't think he's a perfect filmmaker, but I enjoy what he brings to stuff. And especially when it comes from like, because I love his 300 also. I think when he takes like subject matter and does his own thing, I like it. Especially because I've never, you know, I had never read this or anything before that. Um, So yeah, my number five is Watchmen.
1: Cool. All right. Shall we roll into number four? Let's do it. Number four. I'm ready. This one made my list, and I kind of wrote it down, and I was like, okay, well, that's... And I did everything really in my power to get it off of the top five. Ah, okay. Because I'm kind of like, I feel like this shouldn't be in my top five. But Mm. my number four is The Dark Knight Rises.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Which I think gets a lot of flack Yeah. because it's not The Dark Knight. Yes. Which, like, yeah. Like, of course, like... (laughs) It's not no movie will ever be The Dark Knight and I think that's what a lot of people going into this movie are like, "Oh my god, The Dark Knight was so good. This one's going to be so much better." And it's right. like it's really good. It's got some questionable moments where you're like, "Oh yes, here's a guy doing like chiropractic surgery in a like hole in the ground?" Sure. Um
0: it's a superhero movie,
1: <laughs> but Bane is iconic. Yeah. Christian Bale's like arc in this is absolutely amazing and like the way he just kind of like it it brings a whole kind of wrap up to the whole series that's like well done well executed and like it's chris nolan like he doesn't we've talked about he doesn't make bad movies you know what i mean like again like the worst things i can say about this movie are nitpicky and kind of lame but it's like you're in it it's the the set pieces are crazy engaging. Yeah. The, the motorcycle slash cop chase when he's chasing Bane, like, and then it gets in the bat and flies away. Like, and there's, there's a line, uh, or no, it's later when, uh, when he's helping Catwoman escape and she's like, Oh, he told me not to get in, uh, strange cars with, or cars with strange men. (laughs) And he goes, this isn't a car. And it flies away. Like that for me, like, is the moment that defines like the quality <laughs> of Chris Nolan's filmmaking. Cause that quip is as bad yeah. as the worst bet, like the worst quips in like oh. fantastic four yes. rise of the silver surfer or Electra. It's like, that's yes. that same terrible thing, but it's like, you're there it's into it. And like, yeah, you know, it, it's massive, but it's so good. And it's, it's the Batman that, like, everyone is prepared for and, like, Tom Hardy is amazing. It's... Yeah. I didn't want this to be in my top five because I was like... But it's not... The, I'm not allowed to do The Dark Knight. It's not The Dark Knight. Like... Next you know, best one. But I kept <laughs> I kept putting it up against other movies. And yeah. I was like, no, I like the Dark Knight better than that. Oh, like Guardians was a big contender in my thing. And I was like, Yeah, but the Dark Knight Rises. I would what if you put Guardians in the Dark Knight Rises, I'd be like, Yeah, let's watch the Gar- Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So
0: Ooh, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. This is a good movie. And again, Chris Nolan doesn't. I mean, he has questionable decisions sometimes, but he doesn't yeah. miss. He's a fantastic filmmaker, and yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy's Bane is straight up iconic. People quote it to this day. So,
1: like, yeah.
0: <laughs> what can, what more can be said?
1: Wow. I saw people when the pandemic hit. I saw people walking around in Bane masks, and I was like, yes. <laughs> if you if you're like, you know what, I need a mask, and you're like, yeah, Bane mask. Let's go. I question that the the usefulness of it in like blocking. Oh COVID sure. are things like that, but sure. You
0: know. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh all right.
1: What's your number 4, Josh?
0: So my number 4, this list was hard, guys. Let me tell you. This was a this was, a, really this was one that I'm like it's it's a very much personalized list. Uh <laughs> So my number 4 is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which I mean, I love this movie. This movie is one that made me appreciate animation again i mean i've always kind of Mm -hmm. had a soft spot for pixar and disney animation and and dreamworks and stuff like that but this made me excited about animation you know you hear a new pixar movie coming out and you think you you know what you're getting pretty much like there's not really a surprise coming there this movie changed the game for me i mean not just in terms of the storytelling it's a beautiful story obviously but the way that they animated everything, they utilized. Yeah. and we've talked about this movie before, but they utilized mm-hmm. the entire medium of animation to create something that no one's done before. And, like, we've we talk about Phil Lord, Chris Miller, obviously visionaries, but we got to shout out like Peter Ramsey, uh, Bob Persh, Per, per-, per- Perchetti? Perchetti, yeah, and Rodney Rothman per- yeah. as the actual directors of this film because they had arguably more yeah. to do with it than Lord Miller did. Um, it's a movie that I think speaks to a lot of different generations, not just in terms of mm-hmm. superhero fans, but just fans of good storytelling, fans of yeah. good movies. This is a movie that you can throw on and not be like, "Oh, well you need 20 movies of lore to get through until you understand yeah. what's happening here." It's like, "No, this is Miles Morales. We don't know him as Spider-Man. This is a new story we're we're getting from the ground up and it's not just your, you know, your average ordinary Spider-Man tale. It's so interesting. Of course, they have an insane cast. Mahershala Ali, Nick Cage, Shamik mm-hmm. Moore, Jake Johnson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Every single Spider-Man in this film is someone you've heard of. Um, yeah. And they're actually doing good work, <laughs> unlike some other films in here where these actors are in and they do bad work. Um there are details within like the rewatchability is another film is another reason why yeah. this film hits so hard. It's because you can watch this movie a hundred times and see something different every single time. I mean, the, yeah. the amount of detail in each frame, it's just astounding. I can't believe this type of film was able to get made because it's so off the beaten path yeah. that it just doesn't feel feasible that a studio would say, yeah, just do whatever you want to. Because it feels like that's what they did. Um yeah. and it just hits me, man. It's it's a beautiful movie. Every part of it I think works almost perfectly, if not perfectly. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the second one because I need to see yeah. what th- this is gonna be like. The story second and
1: third one, yeah. Second
0: and third, yeah, and how this may or may not intertwine into the actual, you know, grand scheme of the MCU and everything. Um
1: I would be a little sad if that happened, but also like yeah. If it's anything more than a nod, I feel like. Sure. If yeah. they went, oh, yeah, these characters exist. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: That's something that you never know about these days. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that this is something that is very unique. In the, span yeah. of, in the superhero space that you – this the odds that this film got made, I'm surprised it got made because it's so odd. It doesn't make that much sense. It's not something that's – it's world building, but it's not world building in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. It's just an incredible movie, guys. It's
1: one of those you, – you had mentioned like, oh, it didn't need – it's like 20 movies to build up. Yeah. But like – for what happens in it, it could absolutely have four movies behind it or sure. five movies behind it that are like, here's what's going, you know what I mean? Yes. And then it all ties together, but it's like, it gives that feeling without being like, you know, like, Oh, I don't need to have a whole backstory on spider noir. Right. You know, he's just like, I fight crime. It's the 1930s. And it's, you're like, okay, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's a movie that, If you're a hardcore comic book lover, you're going to love this because they not only obviously it's a Spider-Man comic, but they use comic book staging in the action sequences like that. And it feels like a fucking comic book. Like that is so impossible to pull off. I've never seen it before.
1: (laughs) I remember reading something when this movie first came out that there's like they examined what happens with comic book ink like when it. Is oh. Like, gets worn and things like that. So, there's like, there's separation of colors in there that's built into just like things. That's like, that's what happens when, like, a comic book, when the ink is like ages and things like that, like, it just kind of emerges or what. I, I don't remember specifically. So, don't quote me on any of that. But I, I yeah, believe it's, you.
0: I mean, this there's is what like happens levels of
1: detail that are amazing.
0: Right. This is what happens when people give a shit about the movie that they're making instead of Ghost Rider where it clearly was a cash grab. This is one that's like, no, we've got something to tell. We have good people behind it and it's going to be awesome. So uh,
1: Nicolas Cage, the uh, the through uh, through line there.
0: Truly and truly. (laughs) So Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is my number four. All right. So what is your number three here, Willis?
1: Okay. so number three. I'm surprised this is my number three. Because honestly, I thought this was going to take the cake. Oh. But my number three is The Avengers.
0: OG Avengers. Because
1: there is... OG Avengers, like... There is never going to be another movie like that movie. God, no. The, The sheer number of things that had to line up successfully for that movie to happen. And then for that movie to be good as good as that movie is, is absolutely amazing. Like unreal pop probably the most visceral memory I have of going to the movies, hands down. Yeah. Like I remember waiting in line for this movie. I remember yeah. sitting down for this movie. I remember like being in the middle of this movie and like being like, my eyes are really wide right now. <laughs> like yeah. I remember like sitting, like I remember I could right now walk to the exact seat that I well not walk. Cause it's in New York city, but like, sure.
0: But if you were in the theater, I, in my, if I was
1: <laughs> on 34th street, I could walk to the exact place I was sitting. When yeah. I Watch this movie. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And it's just like, we talked so much about on the, on the naughty list, I guess. Sure. Hey, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked so much on the naughty list of like scenes that are just like, here's a scene that is like, written so that we can express one line of something. Yeah. That doesn't exist in this movie. There are things that are like here's some, here's a, you know, a huge set piece or something, but it plays directly to what's going on, it plays to the character's development of these six characters. Yeah. yeah. Like we get character development on Hawkeye. Yeah. Like which is like and he's <laughs> like a, he's arguably like the sub antagonist on this, but like You know, we get all of this different stuff and it's just a thrill from the start to the end, you know, from the moment when Loki comes through the portal with the Tesseract. Oh my God. All the way through like the, if it's all the same to you, I'll take that drink now. Yeah. Like it's all excellent.
0: Yes. Last good Um, Joss Whedon project maybe.
1: Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, it, it makes me laugh that he went from that to, um. Uh, oh, what is it? Was it Much Ado?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He did this and then that.
1: <laughs> and Much Ado about Nothing that he shot at his house with yeah. like a freaking all star cast. Um,
0: <laughs> it's because he had that Avengers <sighs> money, man. He could do whatever it's he wanted. True,
1: it's true. And it's well, it's it's. I guess it's not a crazy class. It's not a crazy cast. It's just literally everyone he's ever worked with before. True, um, true, true. By anyone um, else, it would be a
0: crazy cast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Shout out uh, Joss Whedon's Black and White Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. Uh, But The Avengers (laughs) is like... Like, it's weird. I want to say, like, Avengers will forever be my favorite superhero movie of all time. Mm. Clearly not, because, like, I I still am too ahead of this, but, like... (laughs) And we're not um, including The Dark Knight, so... And we're not including The Dark Knight, but, uh, like... In terms of cinematic experience and like the build and the hype and things like that, nothing nothing will ever come close. No. Even like Endgame and like Infinity War and stuff, like I was hyped. I was not anywhere like I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. Let me like let me let's do this. Let's do this. I was not in yeah. the same place of like, oh my god, Avengers, like yeah, Avengers. I remember <laughs> I think it's at the end of um I think it's at the end of Captain America First Avenger mm-hmm. where there's like the post credit scene is kind of just a small trailer of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. That – when that happened, I sat in my seat for like a solid five minutes <laughs> afterwards just kind of like processing. My girlfriend got really, really pissed at me. Uh, and then we left. But I was like I had to I, – I, 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 This is I, a moment. I. I <laughs> yeah. um, And the hype for that, so ever since then has just been crazy. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, a lot to be said for Joss Wheaton these days, but like, yeah, I know. Well placed in his hands. Like, you know, it would, and it was the right size. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Ultron, a little too big. A little Infinity bit. Infinity War and uh, uh, Endgame, huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but Avengers is like, Big, show, but like, but not like, not massive,
0: right? It's New York, like, so, or you know, yeah, or not, it's New
1: York, York and uh, it's, I think, as just, I think I remember Joss Whedon giving an interview, uh, for Age of Ultron, where he was like, Yeah, I'm excited to have like a, a bigger villain because in the first one, all I had was one British guy, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, legit, yeah, it's just Loki being like, Fair enough, you know, I mean, with glorious purpose, so um. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so my number three, the <laughs> Avengers, absolute classic, like Incredible. Will go down in the animal in the annals. Will go down in the annals of uh cinematic history for sure. As much as that makes I'm sure some of our listeners cringe to hear me say that, but it's it's it is.
0: It is. And it's it's a movie that changed the game, much like Iron Man did, like this movie yeah. came in and you know, whether or not you like Captain America, whether or not you like Thor, like this movie brought it together and in a way that made everyone go yeah okay let's see what you have next and yeah it set up the entire phase two and three of marvel and, and even four honestly yeah um if this movie didn't work nothing was gonna work
1: <laughs> it would it would have been the dc universe
0: yeah yeah a bird
1: yeah also fun fact uh avengers and dark knight rises both 2012
0: wow okay
1: yeah so All we right. got iron man so there you go we got okay. iron man and The Dark Knight in 2008, and then the same <laughs> amount of time later, we got the immediate sequel to The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and then the culmination of six movie, four, five movies,
0: five ish. Yeah, yeah, five. Uh,
1: two Iron Man's, a Thor, Thor a, Captain America, Captain America, yeah, and yeah. Hulk, and Hulk, yeah, and Hulk, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Wow, uh, that's a weird thought. That is really fucking weird.
0: I didn't even put those timelines together. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nolan and Nolan. It's and. also
1: weird. <laughs> they built they built all of phase one in four years.
0: But did they know they didn't know it was gonna be phase one?
1: That's wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're like, we'll just do a Thor movie. We'll do a Captain America movie. They're not they're okay. I know.
1: It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
0: insane. It's the fact that we're at phase four, come on, guys.
1: Yeah, we could have a whole debate Come on. about, like, how planned this actually was. Because I'm like, yeah, like, Thor, like, oh, right, we'll make a Thor movie, but Hawkeye's in that. Hawkeye, like, they yes. put Hawkeye for Avengers in that, like. Yes! they
0: The fucking Tesseract is in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, without that yeah. movie, none of the Avengers exists. Wow. Okay. All right.
1: Well, in Captain America, not Thor.
0: Oh, uh, true, true, true. But in Thor, yeah. they kind of, like, pushed it all forwards a little bit more.
1: And then you get Thor, too, with the Mindstorm. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow okay all right jesus
1: that's, you want to get really intense about it it's like oh look the first infinity stone shows up in the third movie fourth movie in like the
0: yeah fourth ish movie no it would have been
1: yeah uh in the mc uh, it might have been fifth yeah because i think Iron Man the, i think it was the last one right before yeah
0: wow but yeah
1: so they're like oh let's throw infinity stones in in the fifth movie and like that's the debatable question is like did they like, were they just like, we'll throw this in and like, if right. this goes well, we'll see what we can build to.
0: Right. Like, or if they're like, this, this was is... Was <laughs> it an
1: Easter egg to begin with? And then it's like, oh, these movies are making a billion dollars.
0: It's crazy. It feels too planned for that to have happened, but it's all up in the air. So they couldn't have yeah. planned this. This is something that's unplanned. So, wow. That's a good that's a good number three, man.
1: um All right, Josh, bring us in. What's your number three? So
0: my number three is... I guess this might be another controversial pick here, but uh, it's not has nothing to do with the DCU or the MCU, uh, and it's Ooh. a film called Kick Ass uh, that I yes. vividly remember seeing for the first time. I didn't see it in theaters, um, but I remember like as soon as the DVD was out, either on Netflix or wherever I could actually physically pick it up, because this was in twenty ten. I was on this movie the second I could get it, and it still lives up to this day. I mean, this movie is... You got to know what you're getting into, obviously. Sure. Um, It's a Matthew Vaughn flick, so you kind of have to you know, have your wits about you with that. This movie, again, I think all the movies on my list kind of changed the game for me in one way or another, where I'm like, I didn't know that this was... Feasibly possible, yeah. not just in superheroes, but in cinema. I didn't know that you could do this type of stuff. Obviously, Kick Ass was based on a graphic novel that was out like yeah. a little bit prior to that. But this movie kind of merged everything in a way for me that just made it make sense. It was comic yeah. book staging where they had narration and they literally cut to like comic book panels sometimes. Yeah. But in a story that was like, it just felt so natural. It didn't feel like it needed to be pulled along by this gimmick of it being a graphic novel. And I think they might have tweaked the story a bit. I haven't read the graphic novel, honestly. Sure. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, I don't think I have either.
0: Yeah. But, um,. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, this was the first time I was introduced to him, which I'm like, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah. He's now like one of the best actors living right now, so I'm super (laughs) happy for him. He's fucking phenomenal. Um, I think both... This is another Nick Cage joint, which... I know.
1: It's (laughs) it's kind of freaking me out that Nick Cage is turning into like a through line through this episode.
0: What is this, the fifth movie that Nick Cage is fucking in right now? Like, holy shit. And he nails it. Again, this is a movie that understands where to what put Nick Cage, man. They're like, <laughs> do, do the weird thing. Do the like kind of creepy weird thing, but this is going to be perfect for your character arc. Um, and I think this is the first time I saw,
1: do you think, can I sidebar for yeah, a sec? Yeah. Do you think, uh, Nick Cage, like you have to go to a specific place to get to a good Nick Cage, or do you think you just have to be able to accurately tell Nick Cage where to go?
0: I don't know. I, I, th- i think you have to get there first because there i've heard stories of nick cage being like but no but i want to do this and they're like no 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 sure. no no." i think you have to kind of be on the same page with him from the beginning and yeah. also let him do his shit because if you Which, don't just let him do his thing it turns into a yeah, fucking ghostwriter. yeah Ghost <laughs> Um, but his big daddy is not just a great performance, but it's also an incredibly tragic performance throughout. I mean, this is the first time I saw Chloe Grace Moretz too, and or Chloe Grace Moretz. I think this was her first
1: film, yeah.
0: As Hit Girl. Because she was like five, right? Yes! like
1: eight. She's fucking
0: tiny, and I'm like, yeah, and she's slitting people's throats and shit, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. This was another movie that, um... Like the Kingsman, which I referenced last time, it stepped the the action up to another level where I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you can do this now like you you mm-hmm. don't have to be afraid of you know cutting away or panning away from the violence. You can have blood. you can have people under the age of twelve killing people like you can do these things that are okay in this style of yeah. film. Um, that just made it so much more engaging for me. I think uh, Mark Strong's character, obviously, and Christopher mintz the ba- as the two, qu- spoilers again, quote-unquote big yeah. bads of the film, perfect casting which is hilarious because i hadn't seen christopher Mintz Plast since fucking like super bad so i'm like this is the yeah. guy right now
1: arguably like he's known <laughs> for like three movies yeah. yeah
0: and this is one of them i'm like okay i mean evan peters is in it which again you know funny thing because him and aaron taylor johnson both, both quicksilvers. become quicksilvers yeah. in in the future which is cool
1: arguably both now play the same quicksilver
0: oh true Holy fuck with WandaVision. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they've talked about they must have talked about that. That's crazy. I wonder if Yeah. Oh my God. Uh
1: I imagine it's probably a text chain.
0: It's gotta be. They're probably like, Are you do you see what these fuckers are doing right now?
1: It's just a group that's QSs. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. And I would also be remiss if I didn't shout out The Prodigy for doing the soundtrack for the fucking entire film, which is yeah. how I was introduced to The Prodigy, which I can't think this is film enough for. I mean... The, in, the the very opening sequence where he's explaining how he wants to be a hero and you see the guy up on the building and he just fucking nose dives into the ground <laughs> and dies Yeah, and then stand up yeah, by the yeah. prodigy starts and he's in school. I'm like, that is as perfect of an intro as you can get for this movie. And yeah. for that, I mean, this movie is just one of my favorites of all time, not just superheroes. So Kick-Ass is my number three.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: <sighs> so we're getting down to it, man.
1: We're getting down to it. Four movies to go.
0: mm mm-hmm. I have no idea where this is going.
1: <laughs> I don't either.
0: <laughs> I have a good idea of what yours are going to be. Kind of. We'll, we'll see. What's your What's we'll your see. number two? Yeah.
1: My number two. So my number two, we've already talked about. My number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Because Spider-Man has always been my go-to superhero. I'm sure a lot of people par- parallel that mentality of like, Yeah, I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons of, uh, you know, the Spider-Man 90s animated series. And it was my original gateway into so many comic book characters. There's like arcs in that where he goes and deals with the X-Men or where he like runs into Captain America or like, you know, he makes friends with Iron Man and things like that. And that was like, I was like, oh, there's all these different characters. Yeah. And to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and like do such justice not only to, like, Miles Morales, but to, like, all of these other characters as well of, like, fully developed, fully realized, like, here's, this is this character. Yeah. Like, with Spider-Gwen, like, you feel, like, her whole thing of, like, like I watched this the other, like, maybe two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, There's shots where she, like, lingers looking at, Uh, Jake Johnson's Peter Parker his is like that's that's Peter that's my friend that died yeah like the same thing with Aunt May like there's like fully realized developed characters in that that like most uh, most superhero films would not give that kind of depth no and like I don't know like I I mean all the stuff that we were saying before the visuals in are absolutely stunning it's it's an elevation of the genre. Yeah. Like that's a thing that I think like and so Spider Man and Spider Verse 2018, like you know, I, I, I've I, been thinking a lot about like timelines and things like this. Like in the past um like week while we're we've been doing this or a couple of weeks while we've been doing this, like there's the pre Iron Man where it's just like, yeah, like whatever aren't superhero films funny, like Let's yeah. see what we can make. There's the post Iron Man where it's like, oh yeah, like we can make these really good and they can be more, you know, like realistic and and based in like kind of a real world situation, you know, and we can make them dramatic and make them fun and they don't have to be corny. Right. Um, and then like towards the end of 2000, like 18 plus, we started getting into this world of like, yeah, like these can actually be elevated great great movies yeah. um and spider-man into the spider-verse is just like i think the common essence of all of that of just like here's a great story here's great character here is like insanely good animation and yes. it's all like it's not overwhelmed with the fact that it's a superhero movie
0: no mm-hmm.
1: like it's just a movie
0: perfect yeah
1: um yeah and i like i I will watch this movie over and over. Like you said before, you can watch this movie over and over and over again and always see something new. Yeah. And I don't even, I, when we were watching this the other night, I was said to my wife, I was like, I don't understand how you even begin to build any kind of visual stance. Like, like, I don't understand how you could possibly come up with a visual world like this. No. Like, I can't even, like, looking at it, I can't even begin to break it apart. Like I can't, and it's so much easier to tear something down than it is to build it. And I can't even imagine. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Every frame is a painting. Like Mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Spider-Verse. Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. I am going to lose my shit in the second and third one. And to bring it back, I think I said this before, but I maintain deep, deep hope that in either the second or the third one, I am going to get a tie-in to my nineties Spider-Man cartoon.
0: They have to. And that's going to be enough of
1: a setup that with X-Men, X-Men 97, and I'll be enough of a setup for me to get a Disney Plus series. Yes. Of my 90s Spider-Man series continued. Yes. One day. It's literally my biggest dream for the MCU right now, like by far.
0: Oh my God! Yes, I was literally sidebar. I was just talking to Mason about this like, like two days ago, and he was just like, "They need to shout bring this Mason. back." It just, it just shout out Mason if you're listening. I know you don't because I talked to you about it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Spider Verse is game changer. It's truly like, uh, it's a, it's damn near a perfect movie. It's crazy. It's so crazy that they were able to pull off what they were able to pull off. It's, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's the heart
1: you feel. From like his father, like Miles' yeah. father, mm-hmm. is like that's just like that's just like a peripheral character, man. And you're like, yes, it like every line he delivers just stab. When he's sitting there talking, like to him through the door. Oh
0: my god! Like it
1: just, it, it, oh, it's so good. It's such a Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I don't know if Chris, how much Chris Miller was involved. All the credits I saw said Phil Lord, but same, um, yeah. Amazing. Shout out yeah. clone high. Shout out clone
0: high, man.
1: <laughs> What's your number two, Josh?
0: So my number two is, this is one that I've been going back and forth up until this moment. And I'm making a decision. Now, my number two is Logan, which is a movie I watched again for the, I don't know how manyth time yesterday. And it is so, here's what I'll say about Logan. It, it feels like a departure from what X-Men was before mm-hmm. into what it potentially could be or what it's just going to end up being. Yeah. This movie is an actual film. Like this is not just a placeholder, you know, superhero movie. It's not just a write off. This is an actual movie directed by an actual director. Funny how that works. Um, That takes character development into like serious consideration yeah. which a lot of them don't like even with some of the avengers movies it's like you can over the entire arc iron man has an arc mm-hmm. you know over the entire story iron man has has a pretty crazy story arc this movie brings low not just logan's but xavier's stories to a close in a way that makes sense and And it doesn't feel like it's either being rushed or it's just thrown in there. It feels correct. And I'm so happy that this is the film that both of them get to say goodbye to those characters on. Yeah. Because it is a gorgeous movie. It is violent as fuck. It's the first R-rated Wolverine movie that he's gotten to do, which I'm like, dude, Wolverine is an R-rated character. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he is an R-rated character. Even in like X2 or X Three, there are sequences where he's killing people. I'm like, you can't see anything because they can't show it. I always but think he's of the, slashing uh, through the people's scene
1: in <laughs> In the mansion? Uh, no. Um oh. in Apocalypse. In age of apocalypse, oh. that he's in for really no reason. They just kind of find yeah. him in a cell and they're like, oh, yeah. this guy's in a cell. Let's let him out. And he just Yeah. In, oh, in yes. probably the four or five minute sequence, he probably kills about 75 people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like endlessly. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's and it's like that's he's just pure violence. Yeah, you're totally right.
0: Right. And that's and this is the first time we've seen a true Logan film. And in the beginning of yeah. the movie, like it's it's the perfect setup because, you know, he's this you know limo driver which i think is hilarious because i'm like he's not a personable person so it, you know it is what it is but it's the perfect setup where you know he gets jumped by these thugs who are trying to lift the cars off his tire he doesn't want to actually fight them at first and then they
1: shoot him lift the, lift the cars <laughs> off his tires
0: oh sorry lift the tires <laughs> off his car <laughs> yes sorry um, sorry i
1: should have let that one go but then
0: <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> And and yeah, he gets shot. And, and like he doesn't want to fight them. He gets shot, and then he fucking tears them to shreds, it, to the point where you're like, okay, this is what we've been waiting for since yeah. the very first X Men film. Because Hugh Jackman arguably is the perfect Wolverine casting. I yeah. think he embodies the character, um, like perfectly. And yeah. so this movie, it feels like if David Fincher or like David Ayer did like a fucking Mm. X-Men movie in like the gritty natural way that it's supposed to be. Um, I can't even call this an X-Men movie really, except for Xavier's in it. Um, It's, it's a real movie. And I think that's the reason that it sticks with me. is it's a real film and it feels like, it's almost like this gritty drama that's wound together with this crazy amount of violence because yeah. the the villains are sh- there, but they're not really who you care about. Like yeah. I found myself not really – I wanted to know how the story between Logan and this girl were going to go and how this was going to further the story of the X-Men. Yeah. And it did that perfectly, and his send-off is genuinely like heartbreaking – cuz you're like dude I've been with this guy since the yeah. early 2000s man 20 years this guy's been a Wolverine Yeah. And we finally like what, this last film. movies y- At yeah. least yeah.
1: Um I will yeah. say I was a little sad when we got to uh the end of our our bottom ones that that neither of us chose X-Men Origins Wolverine um yeah. arguably one of the worst like probably would be if we got if we went to 10 it would definitely be in my top 10. Um, oh, for sure. But like, it's just it just like to show the polarity and like the importance <laughs> of like director and script. Like, I feel like we could come yes. back to this, but it's like this is the same actor playing the same character. <laughs> yes. And it's like one is like compelling and engaging and like you're like right there. And one is like, why is this guy? And they're like, oh, he's he's full of metal. So when he sat down, yeah. he was heavy. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. It's so true. It's the perfect. It's, it's, yeah. Cause I watched both of those movies and, and this, it's just the perfect like dichotomy of what not to do here. It's, I'm, it's, sidebar,
1: but I'm, I'm sad to admit I know X Men Origins Wolverine way better than I should because, uh, I had it on my video iPod when I was, uh, in my, in my younger days and, uh, <laughs> in your youth. And I used to watch just like at like 10, 15 minutes a piece. I'm like, my commute to oh, work. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just watch 15 minutes of X-Men Origins Wolverine.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I thought Gambit could have been cool. That's it. Yeah.
1: I mean, introduced us or gave us uh, two characters in that movie that went on to have R-rated movies.
0: That's fair. That's very yeah. true. That's very true. Uh, in a very, in a different, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will I am.
1: <laughs> that's like, Jesus.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so that's my number two is Logan. Check it out for the love of God. It's a, yes. it's a beautiful movie.
1: Yes. All right, here we are. are you ready?
0: Mhm.
1: We're into the number ones.
0: I think it's going to be the same movie.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the same movie at all. Really? I yeah. Okay. I mean, I know it's got not going to be the same movie at all because my number 1 is Logan.
0: Oh shit, okay. Okay.
1: Uh I I mean Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I feel like I should like say that this is my number one. Like when we were talking about it there, but I was like, no, you're good. (laughs) You gotta have like some kind of like, Oh yeah, it's the number ones. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) my number one is Logan. This to me is literally just like the perfect superhero movie because like you're saying it is a real movie. It's like the emotion between them. And like you were saying like, there's no real, um, like villain or the villains are like meh or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like I th- I flash back to my like college screenwriting uh, classes where it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like man versus man. But then there's man versus nature and then there's man versus self. And it's like this is very yeah, much yeah, yeah. like here's man versus yeah. nature. Like it's him trying to deal with like <laughs> aging. And then it's yes. him versus like himself in a very cerebral term and in a very literal term. Um, yeah. But it's like it's so real like it's weird i so i rewatched this also i part of me is like i don't know that this i mean it absolutely had to be rated r but the the, like the quality of it i'm like there was a lot of the r-esque stuff that i was like you could just not do that much to of it and like sure And like, I don't know exactly where the line is, but like the claws going through the dude's head and then the claws sticking out the back of the head. Super violent, super great. Like, I don't know if you can do just like, yeah, he stabbed him in the head, like, and the things coming out the back is what makes it R. But like, I don't know. Like, that was the thing I was toying with. I was like, Mm -hmm. could this be a hard PG-13 and still play? I came to the Mm -hmm. conclusion that like, I don't think so. Because going into it knowing it's an R movie changes the whole
0: yes. mentality of it. Um,
1: but, yeah. like, it's. It blows my mind that Fox let James Mangold. <laughs> right. Do this to those characters. Like, they must what? have been like, yeah, we're done with this.
0: Because it, I it mean, must have
1: been. It's post Days of Future Past. Um, uh-huh. So it's like, the, you know, it's not like they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to pull back in and i think they were just like kind of yeah just go do it it's like let yeah possibly the only (laughs) possibly the only x-men movie where like patrick stewart actually throws down
0: oh my god when he swears i'm like (laughs) yes when you're
1: like oh patrick stewart's like a fantastic like shakespearean actor like Yeah. yeah like you wouldn't know that from a lot of the professor xavier stuff but like this him like rolling around in the, in the uh, fallen water tower at the beginning, like losing his mind. Oh like, my God. It's just like, oh right. This is like Sir Patrick Stewart. This is a guy that is a massively talented actor. And like Hugh Jackman right there with him. Like the, uh, yeah, man, when he spoilers, when he's burying, um, <laughs> Professor Xavier. And yeah. like, he's just like, there's, I don't know. There's water. There, there's, there's water. Like, yeah. Like you can feel the whole I'm getting like teary thinking about it because like you can feel this whole thing and there's a level to which it's like him. Like so much of the information that you have from all of the previous movies feeds into that moment because you're like, "Yeah, yeah, like you think of everything they've been through in that. Yes, but it's also like you can you don't need that. And it's like. It's such a dramatic well-earned moment that like you just feel viscerally that is like for me like i can't think of any other movie that's like in that vein you know what i mean that gives you that same kind of like
0: no no and well-earned is the perfect way to put it because it's like these guys have been through it together yeah like on and off set like this is this is something that you can feel. And again, like even if you're just walking into this without having seen any X-Men movies, it's still an enjoyable movie. Yeah. But if you have come from X-Men 1, yeah. you're going to be like, wow, this is the perfect conclusion to all of this yeah. stuff in a way that's actually an enjoyable movie to watch. It's not just like a, oh, throw away this is the last film. Like if this was the last movie and it was garbage, yeah.
1: man. I mean, <laughs> that this would is be a bad. Lot. This this movie definitely makes me go. Please don't do any like I never want to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again. Never. This is the period. This is that's it. This is it. There's nothing yep. like and I don't care if it's like, oh, well, it's like before that or he's from another universe or like, no, nah. I don't know. Like, never. Let it go. This is perfect. Like. Yep. There's there's nothing else to be like. And like, I don't want like a Logan two with all the kids or anything like that. I'm like this. Yeah. Yeah, this was one. As soon as I looked at the list of movies that I had, I was like, "Logan's gonna be at the top." And I put a bunch yeah. of stuff next to it to say, like, "Okay, like Avengers versus Logan." I'm like, "I love mm-hmm. Avengers." Oh, I remember yeah. what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing, like you were saying, like, "Oh, there's so much that feed, or maybe I was saying, that there's so much that feeds into this film. This film mm-hmm. arguably has arguably has as much buildup as like." The Avengers, but from an yes. entirely different set up, like there's no way this movie gets made without like four or five different movies. Totally. You know what I mean? And not just X-Men yeah. movies like, like you don't get an R rated Logan if we didn't get Deadpool first. No, never. Like we don't get a old Charles Xavier if we didn't have days of future past. Like if no. they weren't like, oh, can we like combine these generations Right. You know, like we don't get there's so many things that led to this movie. Yeah. That, like, the same as Avengers. Like, by all means, this should have been totally impossible. People have been like, wait, yeah. I thought James McAvoy was <laughs> Charles Xavier now. Why are we? Yes. Who is this? I don't right. know. Right. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely beautiful. Like,
0: incredible movie.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And
0: taking from another, another like legendary comic run of the old man, Logan comics. Mm-hmm. It's like they're it's, and they did it justice this time.
1: And it's like, and yeah. And like, it's, this is the last thing I'll say, but it, like my top two here, Logan and Spider-Man and the spider verse, like same kind of vein of like, here's the evolution of this genre. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is like, okay. Like the Avenger stuff. And like, I feel like this is what's going to happen is like, the MCU stuff is just going to keep coming, but we're going to start getting variations on stuff that are going to be really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, which is what I'm excited about. And I'm worried it got stalled with like COVID and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, like, let's give me, give me something that's like, okay. Yeah. This doesn't have to be premier MCU, but it can be a good solid movie that people have a basis for. And we'll go see
0: exactly yeah and i'm praying those are coming back because they have to be they have to be (laughs) i love the mcu but man it's tiring um wow logan great pick it's again truly just a remarkable film regardless of superhero status or not
1: so before we get to your number one let me just loop back my top five
0: Mm -hmm.
1: plus my runner up is x-men days of future past Mm -hmm. number five iron man Number four, The Dark Knight Rises. Number three, The Avengers. Number two, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And number one, Logan.
0: Yes. That's what I got. And mine are my runners up. My runner up was Black Panther. Uh, My number five was Watchmen. Number four was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number three was Kick-Ass. Number two was Logan. And my number one is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yes.
1: Uh, Yes. This fucking movie...
0: I love the f- shit out of this movie. You say what you will about Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. I don't give a shit. This movie started everything. Like, yeah. you can argue that the first one started it all, but this one truly set the stakes for what these movies could be. The third one didn't live up, obviously. Yeah. But this movie blended everything that Sam Raimi is actually known for. He's visually striking, he knows how to create stuff actual stakes within his movies yep. and he doesn't take shit too seriously that's the main thing that i think that some of these newer mcu movies obviously yeah. we just talked about logan which is like pretty much only serious but this movie kind of laid out the groundwork for like what iron man was going to be with this kind like it still was a comic book film it yeah. wasn't taking like Endgame arguably is a is a drama almost like yeah. it's a, it's an action movie but it's almost a drama but obviously, there's not if Robert that Downey,
1: action in it,
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, the end is it, is yeah, I mean, huge, but other like than a that, third of like, it
1: is action because the last third is like action. sure, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, But this movie, man, it changed the game and arguably created what the modern superhero genre is. Absolutely. I mean, it was iconic in multiple different ways, not just because obviously Alf and Melina's Doc Ock is incredible, but just the like visually this movie is so striking like the the not just that but like the suit that he wears yeah is so much more ingrained in my mind than mm-hmm. what andrew garfield's suit was or what tom holland's suit was. like yeah. toby Maguire's sam raimi spider-man suit is spider-man to me yeah oh yeah and like, that is worth something like
1: <laughs> there's something to be said for it's like yeah toby Maguire is my spider-man like as like yeah. everybody has their bond you know what i mean yeah Everybody's got their Spider Man. Tobey Maguire is my Spider Man. Yes, he will never not be. Um, no, no spoilers. If y'all have seen <laughs> No Way Home, um, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, God.
1: <laughs> th- yeah, but like I, I am gonna lose my mind in that movie. Like regardless, it could be terrible, and I'm still gonna lose my mind in it. But like, oh yeah, if those two show up, <laughs> if Tobey Maguire shows up to fight oh Doc God. Ock, if if there's Like, even, like, passing reference to any of their fights in Spider-Man 2. And, hey, there's a huge sequence that's already been revealed of them on top of a subway car.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just
1: putting that out there. You know what I mean? You know. um, (laughs)
0: Not that that has say, anything to do with anything, but yeah, you know, that's...
1: <laughs> I will say, I saw this, uh, I, saw, God, I hate the internet, but I saw this uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, and I can't not see it now. I rewatched Spider-Man 2 in, in, in terms of this, and it came very close yeah. to my top top, like there's something those original um, and I'll go back to my thing. I saw on the internet in a second. There's something <laughs> to those original. I'm going to sidebar off of my sidebar. Um, totally fine. There's something to those original two trilogies of X-Men and Spider-Man that like, I think we talked about this, but they're basically the same of like crazy, amazing establishing film, even better follow-up and then lackluster third. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Like, Oh, see, I don't even remember. So, I saw a thing on the internet the other day. It um, was basically a clip from uh, the the train sequence in Spider Man Two um, when they're fighting. And do you remember? There's like a part where uh, he jumps through like an overpass. Yeah. Go watch that movie again and pay attention to like the spatial dimensions of what's happening in oh. that scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you do you want me to tell you or do you want to experience it for yourself?
0: I'll, let me experience it
1: myself. Okay. Yeah. Just w- we'll, watch, what the- <laughs> watch the film and keep in your head um, who is further ahead on the train at a, any given time. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll shit. Like okay.
0: That. All right. Um, Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, Spider-Man 2 is absolutely made. Alfred Molina probably one of the most iconic villains in any superhero movie easily with an actual story arc yeah like, like Thanos, it's not just a great. flat
0: out he's a bad guy like yeah.
1: Thanos great loki great sure sure uh, <laughs> obadiah stain i don't know why it's the third one i go to uh sure sure <laughs> but like alfred molina's doc ock is like likable like relatable to a degree yeah, and like you're kind of like, okay, you're going a little nuts there, dude. But like, I get it.
0: Yeah, it makes a perfect villain, and I mean, Sam Raimi. Just one more shout out here: the sequence where he or um, Doc Ock is like on the where they're kind of studying him to try and figure out like yeah. what's. Good. <laughs> that sequence is perfect. It's just a perfect sequence. It's yeah. fucking terrifying. And it's practical when they're you. I urge everyone to go look up that sequence because the use of practical effects mixed with VFX is just incredible. And it yeah. perfectly shines why Sam Raimi was the guy to do this movie. And it's I'm so
1: possibly the most hyped. Sam Raimi scene. Yes. Of all time. Yeah. Like <laughs> Definitely even any is. of his other movies. Yeah.
0: Yes, it truly is. And, uh, and I'm so hyped for him to do the new Dr. Strange movie. I, yep. I just, it's he is one of my favorites of all time. I can't say enough. We've talked about Evil Dead a lot on this podcast, and uh, and yes, <laughs> big Sam Raimi fans all across.
1: All right, so give us your give us your top five one more time, Josh. I know you did it. So the ago,
0: rundown but... is: well, my runner up was Black Panther. Yes. My number five was Watchmen. My number four was Spider Man into the Spider Verse. My number three was Kick Ass. My number two was Logan, and my number one favorite. Uh, superhero movie of all time, or from the past 20 years, is Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's version. And yeah, holy hell, guys. We made it. We did it. That was way longer than I thought it was going to be, but...
1: All right, guys. <laughs> Big shout out to those that are, are still listening. Truly. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, this is... We... <laughs> It's hilarious the level to which the two of us have been like freaking out about how exciting it is to like rank this Yeah. Like in the past couple of weeks since we came up with the idea. Um Yeah. It's so it's so interesting the like weird patterns and like mat mentality towards like the superhero shot. Yeah. And how it's shifted over the past twenty-one years—it's—it's it's crazy.
0: It's insane. It's like the superhero genre is one of those. It's like it shouldn't be a genre. Almost, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, how did this happen? But it's definitely here to stay. And I <laughs>
1: it's funny. It's, it's like there's so many things uh, <laughs> I still want to talk about. Like, same. <laughs> you know, like the, the like the list that I'm looking at. Like, it's in, like it's interesting that like most of the ones that we talked about were not dcu films either up or down Mm -hmm. like yeah uh just middle of the road films there for dc it's wild i mean there's like the post and pre iron man there's like the evolution there's so many fascinating things to talk about Um, yeah yeah and like where are we gonna go where are we going like yeah what hasn't even been announced yet that we're gonna get
0: Exactly. I mean, we know for a fact that both Marvel and DC are on a run of like characters that no one's heard of, mm-hmm. which is kind of where they're at now. But yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years. It's yeah. crazy. It's just insane. Well, th- thank you for sticking through this. If anyone's yeah. uh, still listening here, this has been a,
1: I'll still be it's been a long one when I oh, to this. Oh yeah.
0: True. True. <laughs> And um, like we said before, our recommendations uh, are going to be what we said earlier as our runner's up for our top
1: uh, runners up. Yeah. So X-Men yep. Days of Future Past for me
0: and Black Panther for me. So yes. both fantastic movies. Go watch them, please.
1: Go watch all the movies. Don't go watch all the movies we said.
0: No, 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 no. No. All the top five worsts. Never watch. No. Uh, top 5 best definitely watch like for the <laughs> watch worst them ones, tonight.
1: For the worst ones go on YouTube and search for like electric clips or like true true uh rise of the silver surfer clips like yeah, you can spend a few minutes on that just to embrace the horror. Uh You'll have a good but, laugh there.
0: Yeah. I'll look up Nick Cage and um Ghost Rider too cuz yes. that's Look for a montage in on that one
1: cuz it's pretty epic. It's epic. All right. Wow. So I guess we're done. <laughs>
0: Yes. Holy shit.
1: There's so, I'm like looking at the list. And I'm like, there's so many movies we didn't even like the Punisher series. They made Willis, two. at
0: most. We covered 20 movies.
1: That's true. It's at true. At
0: most. And we definitely didn't even do that because we, we doubled we, up. A yeah. Lot. We, I will. yeah.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> then maybe maybe we'll continue our discussion on the uh, the deeper impact of the. Uh, the superhero genre let's see where maybe so let's bring this back to our standard uh kind of situation here josh where (laughs) can people find you online
0: wow yes people can find me online on twitter uh at josh fuller 33 fuller is spelled with no e you can also find me on instagram at josh j fuller and if you want to find me on letterboxd you can also find me there
1: at josh fuller uh, and where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me online on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Letterboxd at WillisFilm. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd, where we will have our recommendations and these complete lists. Yes. Uh, you can find those at Pixel Splitters. Uh, yes. And yes. Do us a favor. Uh, if, if you enjoy the episode, if you're getting this far, um, tweet at <laughs> us and we will send you digital high fives or something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's fine yeah. with me. Yeah. I'll have to Google how to do that. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, do us a favor. Give us a uh, five star ratings, likes, follows, subscribes, all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, we will keep bringing you excessive amounts of superhero content, but also the normal uh Wonderful movie news content that we bring you. So.
0: Exactly. It's not all superhero. Mostly, but you know, no, I, <laughs> that's I, why I, you guys don't think come we Mostly,
1: here. but hey, it's, it is December 16th and Spider-Man No Way Home has true. arrived in theaters, which true. is the culmination of the past 20 years of superhero movies. Yes. So we are it's doing. It's why we're doing, doing this, guys. It's true. Yes. It, it <laughs> formed a great deal of our movie taste
0: it did yes it did yes for better or for worse and and yeah
1: and for better we're gonna say for
0: better yeah yeah we'll say for better
1: all right Josh let's end this guy all right, man Holy shit. let's do it
0: <laughs> well it was good talking to you as always my yes. friend
1: and we will talk next week we are getting up towards the end of the year here and we are gonna continue bringing you some pixel flutters in 2020 yeah Good talking right, to you, Josh. I'll talk to you next week. All
0: right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, guys.